0: Welcome to the show. This is the Golden Age of Grappling Podcast, episode two hundred and seventy-six. I'm DP, and
1: I'm Tony G. DP this week for the people. We went back to the early two thousands in a fog of ECW nostalgia. Yeah. It's MLW Underground episode twenty-four. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't know how I missed this when it was happening this is yeah what a collection of talent what a it's it's a lot of those people were like what happened to them after that and, and, and before they went and did that they went to mlw that's what happened that's where <laughs> they were at for like a, a year so
0: yeah exactly it's you know they always say you know when you you have a war or something or a military takes out a leader there's a there's a vacuum at the top the WWE won the war and there was a vacuum to be filled all these companies are rushing to try to fill it MLW seemingly did a fairly decent job at it from the little bit that I've seen so far.
1: Absolutely. And we went back and watched this, well, because it's a wrestling review show. Each week, DP and I get together, discuss the event we agreed to watch the week before, see Oprah's book club for wrestling nerds. For any and all information about the show, links to Twitter and Facebook and all things that you may be interested in, visit <laughs> GoldenAgePodcast.com. And... Uh, you know, and like I mentioned also, you know we're on Twitter and we're on Facebook. That's the best place to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. If you have a request if you have uh, you know an inquiry, perhaps you're you know upset about something you're happy we're here yeah. to listen to all of your thoughts.
0: Let us know, get a hold of us, let us know your thoughts, yep. and uh we will hopefully be kind about it afterwards um
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So yeah, that's uh, some information about the show here. But before we can dive back to the world that was MLW and really dig into this Court Bauer expansion uh, subject here, uh, let's talk about the current world in the Sid Vicious Dishes.
2: Yeah, was that forward, with this look on my face, it was something that was given to me because of people like you. See, he's going to stand. My disrespect is not something I was born with, it's something I was acquired because people like you, <laughs> because you are feared of me. And hey, you will show me the magic word sin vicious, well, all the st- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again.
0: Oh, no, it's live, Hal. Sorry. All right, Tony, we are live. What do we got this week?
1: Well, DP, unfortunately, we have got some bad news this week in the dishes. Um, Braun Strowman's another- back already? Yeah, no. Another round of releases. I mean, it's wild that you even say that, though. I mean, it's like, Yeah when I still see people... We're talking about the releases that happened this past week. But when I still see people like defend this, or that's business, or that's... I've never seen it like this, though. You know what I mean? Like, never where they've happened so close together. Mm-hmm. Never to the point where, like, literally only a few of the people from the last group have even started to pop up and do things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's and, just, a, yeah.
0: And like the Braun Strowman release, like, when that release happened, I can't remember what, who specifically was in that group. That Storylines can be starting with these characters, and they yeah. are just gone. Ever-Rise, yeah. we're just done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I guess we got to just run down here. So um, Fondango, Tyler Breeze, Aria Devare, Ever Rise, Tony Nice, August Gray, Killian Dane, Arturo Ruas, Kurt Stallion, the Singh Brothers, Tino Sabatelli, and Marina Shafir were all released by the WWE. Yeah. Um, You know, just like you mentioned with the storylines, Fondango and Tyler Breeze have been involved on tv dealing with imperium and you know winning matches ever rise i felt like was honestly just kind of beginning to gain some traction Mm -hmm. and uh you know really kind of build some momentum and a you know a following and uh you know by all accounts appear to be probably the two most popular people on this list maybe you know tyler breeze would give a run for their money but just as far as like the outpouring of just 3.0 3.0 and people just tweeting, you know, th- things about how great those two are and, you know, how we oh, yeah. be lucky to, you know, get those guys.
0: And then you also have Arturo Ruros who was expected to be part of the diamond mine and now just isn't.
1: Ah, Hideki Suzuki probably messed that one up <laughs> for him. Um, yeah, I'm glad though, because honestly, like, I mean, I'm not glad that guy lost his job, but one of those people that, like, I know what you see like it's yeah. he's got the real legit look, he's got the MMA influence and all that. But what do you, you know, you don't you don't really do managers well or all that much. So it's hard to have True. these guys that you know look like a million bucks and could kick anyone's ass but when it comes to like a character, eh, you know, what what were you going to do? Um the evolve releases are just like it's one of those deals where it's like why did you even bothers signing these people it appears like it was a probably a favor at this uh, point almost okay. I'm, not, I'm not i'm not saying that like all these people were talented enough to get the jobs but i mean damn if you just look at how these releases have gone not kurt stallion's gone who i thought had a lot of upside uh-huh. just had the program with santos escobar got hurt you wonder if they don't you know if there was some concerns about that happening consistently um you know they got rid of brandy lauren they've gotten you know they've gotten rid of uh you know a a few of a few of the others and it's mm-hmm. just kind of odd to see the sing brothers are two others that were just very well thought of by everyone, and everyone had really nice things to say um, but yeah, i don't know i you know you look at this list, and Tyler Breeze is another one that a lot of people that's are pull, are pulling him in a hundred different directions at this point.
0: <laughs> that was one that just surprised me because he's he's such a big part of the up up down down thing, and Vince mm-hmm. and the company seems to be behind that continuing even though like austin creed's you know, can, moving to J- g4 and stuff but right. i just thought that you know that that would be at least enough to keep him there with with the stuff that's been happening in nxt it's not like fandango and him have been bad no no they're wildly <laughs> beloved
1: they're honestly like them and ever rise are just four of the people that i august gray the former um, anthony green hmm. there's another one where it's just these are wwe guys these are your they'll do comedy they can work mm-hmm. they'll take whatever you throw at them and they'll make the best of it kind of people that oh, will yeah. also turn and make it work like i don't even know if we truly appreciate how great those fashion police segments were
0: yeah oh you know and, and, and how, and how bad quickly they it was gone. gone like if you would have if you had yes. other talents in that role like
1: well, who knows uh example remember the good brothers when they were the doctors or whatever. Yep. yep. Yeah. That goes well. So I.
0: And so those
1: releases. And then just quickly want to kind of touch on this because you know mentioned with some of those guys. Well, the character. Maybe the character wasn't there. The, I. I don't like any of this. So, Carrion Cross and Bronson Reed were on main event last week. Really? Yes. What? And not only were, is that the case, Carrion Cross. Was not accompanied by Scarlet. He did not have a darkly lit entrance. There were no smoke. There were no lights. Why did they do that? He just came out. I don't. And he, I don't even think they had their titles with them. I might be wrong about that. They might have had their titles with them. But just and then apparently I was reading something. Uh, Tom Colahue, I think, is the guy's name. The torch was talking about how this is apparently. They've been unhappy with the call up and some with some of the call ups recently, and have you know basically said that these guys are developing two dimensional characters in NXT, and we need three dimensional characters on Raw and SmackDown. And so, and get this, and they want they need they want people who are characters, yeah, and who can take a loss without it ruining like their you know their their potential for pushing, which is just like I don't even know where to begin with that, like yeah. We want to be able to beat them as many times as we want on TV without it necessarily hurting our chances to push them at some point if we want. Yeah, We also want them to be three-dimensional characters, who we're going to call them up to debut on main event, and we're going to strip down their entrances and take away a lot of the things that make both of these characters unique. Bronson Reed has a badass entrance, is this, you know?
0: Like, is, I mean, I don't want to pile on, and, and I don't necessarily think that she's been all that bad but like is this all right. in response to rhea ripley and like vince's disappointment and how that's been going like well you turned her
1: into making Wee herman jokes like i know what you are but what am i mm-hmm. type of a character instead of just letting her be the leather wearing heavy metal head-banging badass yeah rhea ripley she has to be the coy clever trying to outsmart charlotte you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I- it's What seems to be the problem between the disconnect between NXT, Triple H, and then when Vince and the main rosters. is, it's like, they develop characters and personalities. Vince doesn't want that character and personality. Yeah. Vince is like, oh, I like the package. I'm going to now strip down everything that you know, was special <laughs> about you on NXT, and I'm going to give you new features and new personality and characteristics. It's almost yeah. what it feels like. Now and then he's wrong. mad. And then he's mad when it doesn't work. It's like, what, what the hell? Why didn't it work? I don't know. Maybe because you don't bring the character or the personality from NXT mm-hmm. to the main roster. You bring the person from NXT and then you put them on the main roster and you put them sometimes in situations that are impossible to succeed in. Yeah. I mean, Damien Priest is a credit to him as a talent, probably that he survived, tw- you know, 2020 mm-hmm. in his kind of initial oh, come yeah. up on the roster. I mean, the dude's been dealing thing with zombies, you know?
0: <laughs> no, so, it's just I so know. frustrating because it's like it's one of those things where it's like all these and maybe you know obviously the roster got large but you've sure. got program and now you've got holes on main event to fill because you got rid of so many people that you got to pull your nxt champion to, that yeah. that just blows my mind i had no idea Two that, that top had happened. champions that north, north american
1: champion as well bronson Reed. <laughs> no i mean it's just well because i did see something i mean literally a roster of over 300 performers apparently in 2020 70 of them appeared on programming
0: oh so, okay
1: that is a you know
0: <laughs> yeah that's, but I, that's you, a lot
1: still, of but you know you still hate to see it and you know don't hoard talent and then do this because i also mentioned to you and our friend sean that it's like at some point there's only so many indie dream matches that we can come up with too uh-huh. these independent promoters <laughs> don't have millions of dollars to bring in the 50 people that have been re- you know that have been released by the wwe <laughs> or whatever in the last two years yeah so like it becomes a bit of a logjam. Because they can't all go to AW, They can't all go to M. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much of that. So it gets to a point where, you know, everyone just always has the reaction of, oh, I can't wait to see what all these people. It's like, I just hope they can find
0: work. Mm-hmm. You know? And, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, up, up, down, down is not a giant priority for this company. I understand. That. Right. But Should be. for the people that have been watching it, like over the last year, like I, I saw a lot of comments that kind of expressed the exact way that I felt immediately when I read it, it was like. Uno on Wednesdays and like just tuning in for that has become yeah. a part of my like my my regular habits. Like mm-hmm. I watch those Uno m- games every week and it's super yeah. fun. I enjoy all four of those guys and so it's it's great to see their interaction. I just can't imagine it without Tyler Breeze. Yeah. And no, like that Happening, and then today, like just before we got on here to record, I had sent a text to you that I'd gotten caught up in watching the Twitch stream of Adam Cole because he learned about this news seemingly while he was in the middle of streaming and you know managed to not say anything about it and also move on and and keep doing the show. But man, like I that was just rough to watch for me.
1: No, it is, yeah, well, because you know, these are they're human beings, and these and a lot of you know, I, I, I the friendships seem to be stronger nowadays maybe more than they even used to be you know because these people basically all have the freedom to mm-hmm. do whatever the hell they want with each other outside of work and nobody cares anymore so they yeah. you know they build these bonds they build these friendships and you know this this stuff you know has a bad impact on them as well
0: Absolutely yeah it's just a bummer to see some of these guys especially get get released here
1: It's going to be a real bummer when Adam Cole introduces himself to Vince and he says I thought I fired Tyler Breeze
0: <laughs> Yeah Although, I did think about that a little bit, too. It's like, of the people that I could be seeing learn about this news, like, obviously, I would not have wanted to see the news being broken to Austin Creed. I feel like mm-hmm. that probably was a big deal for I mean, a major deal for him. But oh, yeah. the like, Adam Cole is, of the people there, he's a person that has a wife-slash-girlfriend that's on the other show mm-hmm. already. He's, you know, got this kind of open area where... I feel like it, you know. Once you start to think about things, it's like, well, it's not like you don't have to be friends anymore, but it is one of those things where it's like you never want to see somebody fired.
1: Oh, absolutely, no. It's, yeah, so hate to see it, and you know, guess we'll wait and, and see I what don't happens. Know what the,
0: is this all just in preparation for going on the road, or is are the conspiracy theorists right and WWE is going to sell to Fox or something?
1: They sure do seem to be trimming a lot of cash. Absolutely.
0: So, so. we'll see where it goes. Absolutely. All right. So I guess that brings us now to the time travel portion of our show. We've got to get our minds back to October of 2003. We'll talk about why I chose that in a minute. But the way to get there is with the four things. Four. four. The, the four things time capsule. The four things are. Number one. On October 3rd, Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy was attacked by one of the show's Tigers canceling the show for good.
1: Yeah, I can understand why it uh, might be a little bit difficult to go back to work after that.
0: (laughs) Well, like, I didn't realize how old those two were either. Like, Siegfried was born in 1939. Roy was in 1944. Uh, God, they ran from February 1st of 1990 until Horn's (laughs) career ending injury. (laughs) On his birthday, that was on his birthday, October 3rd, 2003, the duo formed Siegfried and Roy at the Marriage Resort and Casino, which was regarded as the most visited show in Las Vegas, Nevada, and from August of 2004 through May of 2005, they actually served as executive producers on an animated sitcom. Did you know about this? Oh. Have you heard of Father of the Pride? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was a thing. I had never heard of that before, but they were okay. the, the people that kind of ran that. Uh, it was about the tigers and lions that were part of their yeah. show, I guess. Um, huh. so well, yeah, all right, that happened. Then on October 7th, number two, American gubernatorial recall election was held in California as governor Gray Davis was recalled. And Arnold Schwarzenegger became the new governor of California.
1: Like, <laughs> When that happened, it's like you feel like okay, like he's taking a turn in his life. Like I figured that was the final act. Yes, you know, like he'd be a politician. Mm-hmm. It's see, it's so ridiculous now, the idea that like the former governor of California is making straight to DVD like B <laughs> action movie, movie action films at this point in his career. Now,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it is. It is a little so, weird because because the whole thing. Because I mean, I guess he's gonna do Conan the Barbarian. It was like. Mm. you know there was a few of those like big things that you were like all right it'd be kind of cool to see him do that yeah now he's just like you go to walmart you're looking at the new releases you're like when did he make this movie with luke wilson and you know some (laughs) i'm just making this up i don't know you know like just these rant these weird like you know action movies that just pop up at walmart (laughs) that is
0: yeah it is very very odd number three now, taking a look at American cinemas in the lead up to tonight's event, we start off on September 19th when Underworld was released, making $95 million.
1: Whew. Like, I don't care what y'all say out there. That's, I just was, I kind of grew with the, in that series mm-hmm. of films. And, like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of pretty much all of them. Obviously, there's faults, especially later in the series of times. But oh, when yeah. she
0: came back, I thought those movies were good. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a fun movie. It's a lot of blue, but it's fun uh september 26th saw the release of a few movies but i skipped most of them because i really just wanted to talk about the rock and sean williams scott in the rundown making 80 million dollars
1: good stuff don't forget about christopher walken oh
0: yeah no that as, was as you
1: good as the baddie there oh, as yeah. the bad guy
0: no that was i just remember that movie coming out and being excited about it and then disappointed by it and then Casting it aside for like five years and then rediscovering it on DVD later and being like, I actually really like this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not the greatest movie of all time, but, uh, you know, Sean William Scott also someone that like was at a point in his career at that time that
0: Oh, that movie and was it the monk? Is that what the other one was called? Like, (laughs) like secret monks or something. I don't know. Um, Probably some kind of action movie with him. And um, October third saw the release of three films here. Out of time, making fifty-five million dollars.
1: Was that the Justin Timberlake? Is th- it like dating his th- mom movie?
0: I think that it's the. It might be. It's either that or it's the, uh, what's his name? Denzel Washington movie. I, it might be. Oh,
1: that I think you're right. It's the Denzel Washington movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I think the other one's a little bit later on. In when yeah, I think the other out. one's
1: in time or some bullshit. Yeah, I
0: think you're right. Uh, School of Rock also released that weekend, making $131 million. Dude,
1: that shit's been like playing on the HBO like mm-hmm. comedy channel. And shit. If it's on, I can't <laughs> not watch like 10 or 15 minutes of it. it at least, up, man,
0: it's good stuff
1: so great i love the music the actor like all the kid actors are really good in that jack black i mean jesus christ that mm-hmm. maybe at his like pinnacle like the, the absolute best
0: oh because he had that movie and then like the holiday like came out like right around the same time And i yeah. felt like that was like his peak as far as like being in starring in movies oh i mean hey listen people can sneer all they want jack
1: black what's he gonna say no to like the chance of being in a movie with, like kate winslet and jude law and shit like yeah. fuck
0: yeah he's gonna be in that for sure, for sure. Have you seen the video of him begging the uh, Led Zeppelin to allow them to use that song for the movie? Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. No, that is awesome. Also, that same weekend, uh, Mystic River released, making 156 million dollars. I've not seen it, but a podcast that I listen to every once in a while will randomly throw in the audio of "Is that my daughter in there?" And it's like, and so I, I know that reference, but that's about it. <laughs>
1: I, I'm glad you mentioned that you hadn't seen it part. Cause that <laughs> cut me off from like a lot of things. Oh, okay. I will say absolutely watch that movie. Oh, okay. Like it is, it is an absolute masterpiece of a movie. Nice. Like act Tim Robbins, Sean Penn, uh, Kevin Bacon. I don't even want to go into it much, but like childhood friend stuff, come back years okay. later, you know, I'll check it but, out, but not like, a. I need a, I need a pick me up, <laughs> not a pick me up. kind. Of, no. It's a, You'll need to pick-me-up after the movie.
0: Like, <laughs> what was that movie with uh, with Wolverine hostages? That's kind of, a, I feel Ooh. like that's a similar vibe. Um, Good God, dude. That movie, yeah, that one. Anyway, we don't have to go into that. October 10th saw the release of Good Boy! Exclamation point. Do you remember this? $45 million made a kid's science fiction movie about dogs. Oh, no, I don't. The world.
1: No, I was thinking of something weird with, like, Nicole Kidman in it. But I think yeah. I think it's the wrong name.
0: I don't think that that's that. But yes, yeah, so that came out. Also releasing was the terrible horror film directed by Yui Bull, House of the Dead, made thirteen million dollars. <laughs> I don't know if you have anything to say about Yui Bull or not, but
1: I mean listen. Yes, his movies aren't good, but I appreciate that they exist, and <laughs> they are kind of fun to watch. He is insane, oh, but, you know. He's,
0: he's a crazy person. Uh, also, Intolerable Cruelty made uh, its release $121 million. I've never I really
1: seen I think that's it Charlize it. Theron and Clooney, maybe.
0: I think you uh, might be It's right. like
1: the Coen Brothers movie that nobody wants to talk about.
0: And then the big one of the weekend, though, and one that I will go back and watch over just about any movie that you could put on the table. Kill Bill Volume 1, $176 million.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I can't be mad at you about that one. That's a that's a great choice. I love that movie. That's a, that movie's awesome. That movie, I'll never forget when she goes to Vivica a. Fox's
0: Oh, Oh, that's like right off the bat of the start of the right movie. Right, the
1: beginning. Because it's, it's kind of those things, because I remember that came out too. We were in like, I don't know, high school maybe, so I was like I don't know, 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Not a clue really what to expect from that movie. <laughs> you didn't watch trailers on YouTube like every other, you know, like yeah. as often. I don't even know if I'd seen a trailer it. I see Quentin Tarantino made it. And, and when she just like That door opens and just bam! Like they just start (laughs) beating the shit out of each other.
0: Like, damn, this is a good movie. That's good stuff. That's very good stuff. Number four, the week of tonight's show, the Billboard Hot 100 chart was like every song I remember having burnt on CDs in mine and my friend's cars at the time because this is 2003. Like you'd mentioned, junior year high school uh, Mm -hmm. or sophomore, depending on what part of the year it is. Uh, But yeah, this one, uh, this this week's Billboard Hot 100 featured the debut of Hey Ya by Outkast uh oh. ludicrous's stand up was at number six chingy's <laughs> right there was at number four <laughs> Lil john and the east side boys number three was get low number oh one God. was a song we've played here before beyonce and sean paul with baby boy so instead we're going to uh. look to number two with this song that was from the bad boys two soundtrack it's nelly p diddy and murphy lee shake your tail feather I have never understood that line it's <laughs> <laughs> best that we don't uh
1: wow i mean that whole list of songs you went through i don't know what that says about our music taste of our generation
0: <laughs> well i mean that was just what was popular at the time i don't hear a lot of people still playing some of those songs but some of them still get some play little john and, and stand up definitely get some play
1: No, that's uh, always fun
0: also, for sports fans, I kind of skipped over it because I thought the Schwarzenegger thing would be a little more fun to talk about. This is also the year that the Cubs won their first season series in the postseason since 1908. And that was the year that Steve Bartman deflected the ball and was then blamed for the their collapse that would take place over the next uh, games or so.
1: Right. Yeah. Not the deciding game either.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm Yeah, so I'm trying to make a point. Silly of. fans.
1: <laughs> Anyways, oh man, the old barman. Well, they broke that curse finally. They've moved on. Yeah,
0: they broke that curse. Uh so looking at the way these shows aired, I was a little confused at what uh this when this episode aired because mm-hmm. according to MLW's posting numbers, it says it's episode number 24. According to multiple TV like these shows aired at this time. Here's the description that was in the guide websites, they've got it listed as episode twenty-eight. So I don't know if four episodes have been disappeared in these re-releases or what's going on. I thought I'd seen him
1: reply to somebody about some missing episodes. Okay. And like it being like maybe a issue with rights and that they maybe were even going to resolve it eventually. And they okay. wouldn't I I'm not positive about that though. But yeah, I think there are were some episodes that were in a weird limbo for some reason.
0: Because, like, I had seen a few different, like, wrestling websites, like, reviewing these now that they've been being released. Like, they're kind of reviewing ah. them as they're releasing. And mm-hmm. so, like, all of those were talking about this being in September, but, like, the MLW War Game show took place on September 19th, even though this one was listed as September 15th. So, I, when I looked up the TV website date, I believe it is October 13th of 2003, when this show would air, it would be taped on September
1: 19th. Okay. Well, there you go. Good... <laughs> good job getting to the bottom of that
0: yeah the listed attendance for the war games event which was several weeks of tv being taped was 1074 people and it took place in the war memorial auditorium in fort lauderdale florida
1: yeah i mean the crowd looked pretty good here yeah i thought the you know it looked didn't look like they were wrestling in front of nobody or anything like that so
0: i don't remember this specifically because i was still in my you know infancy of wrestling fandom but i just Mm -hmm. i can't imagine what the like if the world of today's internet was around, how big of a deal it would have been when it was announced that oh yeah, no, we have the rights to war games. It's, <laughs> WWE doesn't have them anymore somehow, like even yeah, though they bought WCW.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah that probably was a gray area.
0: I mean, whatever it was, they ended up selling it back to the WWE years later. Oh, that's right, that's they how, did.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know, that'd be. I'm sure that story's out there somewhere. I'd be interested to know that one.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, the week before this show featured that actual War Games match with Steve Carino's team of the Extreme Horsemen battling Terry Funk and his team, and we they will, they kind of, it's interesting the way that this show is cut, because it seems like events are happening that would have been before that match, but we're pretending like it's after, it's a little weird.
1: Yeah, yeah and that might be part of this being misnumbered as well. That might you know, be, so. I don't think about that. Uh, But, yeah, because we see that Terry Funk beat Steve Carino up at the merchandise table earlier in this day. Yeah. So, again, are we talking, like, is this post-War Games? I like, damn, Terry, it's kind of supposed to be the blow-off, man. I
0: I think in actuality, it's before the War Games match. But in storyline, it's after because Funk's not happy about whatever happened in the War Games
1: match. Uh, But, But yeah, so Carino gets... Just beating up here. The
0: first, pu- the first few punches, I was just like, "Stop showing this so close! Like, get a camera that's further back." Like Terry Funk's punches aren't great here, but he's got barbed wire <laughs> wrapped around his his fist. He's punching him in the forehead. Steve Carino, of course, because it's Steve Carino, is bleeding all of a sudden, and right. you know they're fighting through the merchandise area.
1: <laughs> yeah, bleeding all over everything. Uh, yeah, he wraps the barbed wire around the head of Carino, and uh, eventually the Extreme Horsemen of Simon Diamond and C.W. Anderson. Save Steve, and then Funk just yells the camera for, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> like, stumbling and bumbling.
0: Oh, it's just, come on, you son of a bitch.
1: Yeah. This isn't as over. Like, as he keeps, like, slipping on the same pile of chairs. It's like, just step away from that pile of chairs, and then you won't, yeah. you won't fall.
0: Then we go to the open, which features a theme song that I always... Like assumed was a theme song that WWE had used on a TV show, but it turns out it's just from the video game. And I was just that much into the video game. But here's a little listen: Power Man Five Thousand Worlds
2: Collide.
0: Sorry about that ending there. But yeah. That's uh, World's Collide by Power Man 5000.
1: Right. So very, you know, time stamp of a song there. Quite a time stamp of a song there. Yeah, Let's apparently you know exactly where we are. Uh,
0: for WWE's usage, as far as I could tell online when I was looking up this information, it was only used for like the Raw versus Smackdown games and I must have just played so much of that that it is like linked in my brain to both of yeah, those. Well, terms.
1: because Dudley Boys had a bomb show <laughs> Power oh that's
0: right yeah
1: yeah okay get up, get up get up that's <laughs> that right. one um and it was the sound and it was on every video game and every it was on everything for a while there um uh, yeah the open uh highlights that here in mlw you will see hardcore wrestling japanese strong style wrestling lucha libre you know so that they mm-hmm. Very proud of their, you know, uh, you know, they diversity even, as far as their styles go.
0: They even add in a bunch of stuff that I'm sure people in 2003 were like, I don't know what that means. Royal Road, okay? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're getting smart there. Yeah, um, this is very hybrid ECW. wrestling.
0: Is what they keep calling it. We're hybrid wrestling.
1: Hybrid, right? Uh, yes, a very ECW open so far. Oh like yeah, everything about this show, and I'm not saying like a bad thing, but it is. Go back and watch like hardcore TV on the network, any episode, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) and it's produced very similarly. Oh yeah, Uh, and then uh,
0: just just as you're thinking that, here
1: comes the golden pipes himself, Mr. Joey Styles, welcoming us.
0: Joey Styles, man, like later on we'll get a shot of him and we'll see his tattoo sleeve T-shirt, but uh, or his button-up shirt, but yeah, Joey Styles here. I thought he did okay. It was just interesting that Court Bauer's like, you know what? Let's hire Joey Styles, and let's also make sure that he stays by himself, just like he did back on ECW.
1: Which I'm like, did he prefer it that way? Because it almost feels like maybe Joey wouldn't have minded having a little bit of help here. So Might have been a good idea. But that was not to be. We're in Fort Lauderdale. Um, We're going to get an update on Homicide, and the J-Cup USA tournament will continue as Mm -hmm. they're looking in MLW to crown a... I don't know. Do they ever call it like a
0: light heavyweight junior heavyweight is what they keep calling Junior heavyweight is
1: the wording. Okay. uh, Junior heavyweight champion. So yes, we will get a little bit of that tonight.
0: And that kind of takes us kind of right into match. Number one here is Jimmy Yang starts making his entrance. He'll be taking on Juventud Guerrera in a match that is part of that J cup tournament.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yang rocking the rage against the machine. And then Juventud with a seven dust song that I had forgotten. I liked so much. Oh, nice.
0: I didn't, I didn't recognize it.
1: (laughs) Uh, but I love that, too. I love the license-free music. And they still, to this day, like putting this on YouTube with all this... Oh, really? You know, Marilyn Manson later for Christopher <laughs> Daniels. Like, all this like legitimate entrance names. <laughs> I love it. Again, very ECW. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, yeah, Yang enters one ring that's placed next to another one. So I was like, oh, so this is the show that where they filmed War Games. So I, I was like, all right, we're still on that one. The reason that I yeah. thought for a minute that this was like they're going to film multiple ones cause, because the way that YouTube playlists work if you just let it play after the show ends, it's going to take you backwards. And so yeah. I I watched the start of last week's show on accident thinking it was the start of next week's show. I was like, we're still at this two ring building, but okay. <laughs> Thanks
1: for sense. Uh Yeah. Jimmy Yang, uh, since maybe most folks had last seen him at this point uh, after WCW closed, has been in all Japan pro for wrestling for the last two years. And we're told that he's already under a WWE contract.
0: Oh, I didn't hear him say that. Which was just the craziest
1: thing in the world for me to like hear the like the commentator just like, yeah, he's already under the WWE contract, but they don't but they don't sell like so he has no chance of winning this. They're like you know so but if he if he does win, he'll be obligated every thirty days to come <laughs> back to MLW and defend that
0: title. Oh man, so. yeah. So Yang is doing that. Hoovy apparently has been on a hot streak in the last years. He's been wrestling in AAA and in Europe as of late. The the generic Europe he's been wrestling in. <laughs>
1: Hoovie's trying to get a job man like he looks great in this match and you can't say that about a lot of juventud Guerrero matches yes post wcw hell no. post like 1998
0: yeah yeah still in wcw you can you can start right. cutting them off
1: uh um, but in yeah, this one man these two guys really work well together
0: like there's there's a few points there's where parts, it, they're, yeah. they're not really on rhythm but for the most part it's it's a lot of fun but I just have here my first note, though, is these guys look like their tag team partners with their whitish silver pants and black wrist tape and boots. I was like, why do they look identical?
1: I had the same thing like later. I noticed it and put it in my notes. Yeah, they're dressed like a tag team, folks. If you if you didn't watch this for some reason, Um, who does not give a clean break in the corner and slaps Yang, telling the crowd I'm the bad guy. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, Who then slips out of a wrist lock and kicks Yang in the butt. Again, showing up the you know babyface Yang, although the crowd wants to cheer for Hoovy, like oh, they're yeah. not.
0: There was a little Hoovy chant at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Yeah. He's he's the uh, bigger TV star for sure.
1: Oh yeah, we then get a test of strength. That I'm short selling a lot of this, like the chain stuff here at the beginning. You know, it's really <laughs> solid for these two. Test of strength. Hoovy then bridges and eventually escapes with an arm drag. We get a tilt a whirl head scissor from Guerrera. and then Yang is on the outside. Hoovy with the. WCW Revenge, Rey Mysterio, fake out, and then he does
0: dive. So, you know, it's just fake out and then a dive, taking Yang out on the floor. Absolutely. And uh, so that's when the announcers explain that this is for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Hoovy with punches in the corner, but Yang hits a Snake Eyes, and then a triangle choke with his legs as he's hanging over the ropes. Uh, Yang, with a few chops, again, launches Hoovy into Snake Eyes once more. And I just have your... They're going... Just slightly too fast right at this moment because this is when they kind of have a little bit of trouble, uh, you know, communicating. It's like Hoovy's trying things like a tilt to whirl counter, but he keeps finding himself like just landing with his feet on the ground. <laughs> like, he's yeah. like, oh, I guess I'll do something else, and then just like, you know, moves on to something else,
1: right? Yeah, it's more like miscommunication than botching at this point. Yes. And I even have in my notes here that the crowd almost seems excited <laughs> for them to mess up, like, there was yeah. almost like an anticipation from this audience to be able to like boo them or chant, You fucked up. That might be like I just, it was around this time of the match. I just kind of felt that where the crowd was being kind of shitty. Um Hoovey with an armbar submission. Yang works out and they exchange chops. Jimmy Yang with a drop kick on Guerrera. And then Yang locks in a submission. Kind of a million dollar dream of sorts on Guerrera. Yeah.
0: yeah, He holds it for like at first. I was like, oh, OK, here comes the rest hold. And then I was like, nope, about 35 seconds later, they open it up and we get going again. Yang takes the tornado DDT counter from Who for a two count. Uh, Hoovey then lifts Yang up like he's going for a power bomb, but on the slam flips him backwards so that he lands ends up like landing on his chest. It's like almost it was, also if if Yang was going to give him a hurricane rana and Hoovy just stepped away, basically.
1: It reminds me a little bit of uh, what's Osprey's move. Hmm. The the one where he has him up on their shoulder and oh, little, Stormbreaker. Yeah, it's a little more extravagant than that, but yeah,
0: but yeah, similar. It was, uh, it was an interesting little move though.
1: Right. Uh I've also you tell me crowd noise I don't buy it.
0: Like I mean it doesn't sound like it's sweetened. It just sounds like everybody's getting hot dogs like all the time. Like it's just it's there's just like there's just like murmur of noise underneath everything. Yes, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, because
1: you can I hear like the legitimate chant and like yeah the excitement for certain things, but then there's also just this like
0: yeah but it's just, not like stadium hot it's it's just it's no, like you can right. hear all these people just having conversations <laughs> constantly.
1: No, like you said, like they literally like would up a concession stand for three <laughs> hours, and they just used that audio. uh, uh anyways, exchanging of chops again, Hooy with a sunset flip, two men then do the fish out of water sequence. Styles even calling on the nose, talking about them looking like a couple of fish flopping around. Yes, uh, and then uh they're back to their feet. It goes. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. They they do the fish out of water, and then they hit the double clothesline, and both yep. go down. And at this point, that I was like, "Oh, Hoovy's pants are very ripped. There's <laughs> a major like his seam is just busted open in the middle there." And uh, luckily, they don't spend a lot more time on his back. But yeah, right. it was uh, it was just interesting as the match goes on. I think it just continues to get worse because like there's at one point there's like a little strip of cotton like of like fabric uh, hanging yeah. down. And I was like, "What is going on?"
1: Yep. I mean, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, so a Hoover driver, but he doesn't cover Yang. No, no. He drags him to the corner, went up top, missed the 450, but he landed on his feet. Yang then with a German suplex, but Hoovy lands on his feet. Fisherman Buster from Guerrera gets a near fall
0: on Yang. Dude, he put Yang on the back of his skull with that Fisherman oh, Buster. Dude. Like that was he, fucking brutal.
1: He absolutely knocked him loopy. <laughs> like i don't think yang meant to collapse when he got whipped into the corner after oh that.
0: i could see that yeah it's so. it's it's brutal but anyways.
1: and speaking of the audio joey's is also like half as loud as that crowd is like There's, it always sounds like he's drowning in the crowd
0: like it, it 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 felt like right here they were like oh we need the crowd to be louder and so they, like pulled him down oh, almost because nice. like i start <laughs> not being able to hear what he's saying but oh. then when he starts calling the moves again, I can hear him, and I think, okay, I think it's because they wanted to keep him from peaking when he's yelling, so he has to yell to be heard. Because when, when I couldn't there. hear him, he was yeah. just talking in his regular voice, and then it went back to, a clothesline, line! <laughs> you know, that sort of a thing. Right. Yeah,
1: I think, yeah, it's probably just some bad mixing. But hey, that shit, dude. Watch independent wrestling shows now oh i mean audio audio continues to just plague mankind when it comes to pro wrestling
0: in-ring uh, microphones are the hardest thing for for audio <laughs> workers i don't know why
1: uh we then get i have i was like wait a second awesome promo i was like oh no no no, mike well, awesome
0: hold on promo. yang hits a flipping yeah. move out of the corner called the oh, Yang am and pinned who 123 for the win so winner is jimmy wang yang
1: yeah sorry about that just kind of skipped the ending there so that was that just that much stranger, I thought, considering Styles being like, yeah, he signed with the WWE. Yes. And he's advancing to the semifinals in our tournament. So.
0: I missed the WWE thing, so I was like, oh, okay, good. They're trying to build their own people. They're using Hoovy to yeah. put over this guy. All right. Yeah. But no.
1: <laughs> well, they probably were. And then Yang was like, uh, hey, guys, I'm going to. Go be a cowboy
0: but as far as Uh-oh. matches go like right. we had said in, in the beginning of it juventude guerrero looked 10 times the wrestler he did at that xpw or whatever that other company show was oh we
1: god well any wwa like the yeah. all-star anytime we anytime we've seen him post WWE, it's not been great and coincidentally what would happen with Juventud guerrero he would also be signing with wwe around this time and uh little group called the mexico's Ooh,
2: yeah
0: yeah go right on that's great
1: We'll, we'll highlight the positive there—that those three guys all had a job and were on TV. The oh, negative yeah. is that it was racist and terrible.
0: Oh, but yeah, like you said, we then go to a Mike Awesome promo, who I wasn't really expecting to give a long promo, but he talks about Joe Schmo, Joe Blow. <laughs> it.
1: Joe Awesome.
2: Joe Schmo, Joe Blow, Joe no I really don't give a damn what your name is, because tonight here at MLW, I- where it's hardcore, you're facing none other than me, Mike Awesome. And everybody here knows my story. I'll put you through a table. I'll power bomb you over the top rope through a table. I'll put a chair right through your damn head. Because I really don't care just as long as I walk out of there. One, two, three. The victor, baby. Ha! Ah, awesome is going to run on you tonight.
0: I felt like, like you could end it with the... the ha. Ah. Yeah, yeah, you don't get
1: enough just like noises like that in wrestling promos nowadays. Just a roar. Um, yeah. I'll say this about Awesome. Mike Awesome has that Sid Vicious quality to him. Yes. Where, or Road Warriors, even. Like, you could look at this and you be like, oh, that was, you know, ah, that's old school, over the top. But, but I loved it you know like I, that's that's who Mike awesome is you know like that's about as good as it gets from Mike awesome well, as far as a promo goes
0: and we got to remember that he's you know basically trying to erase the last three years of his career with like this is a return to ECW Mike yeah. awesome versus the fat chick thriller and that 70s Mike awesome <sighs> good lord
1: anyways yeah I was happy to see him I thought it was a Mike awesome promo and he did okay
0: and then
1: our first built-in commercial break of our show here
0: yeah I was just like, wow, they got someone to advertise on these old shows. We got this Taylor and Associates Law Offices commercial.
1: Yes, with Steven New, who I'm almost positive is like the guy Cornette threatened people with when they made that T-shirt, the clown Cornette with him like <laughs> bleeding or whatever. Oh, okay. I'm not positive about that. I could have swore Stephen New was that name, though. But anyways, yeah, this guy's probably a wrestling fan. And hey, if he's willing to give you his money, take it.
0: Yeah, no, and it... it they do then do a really good job of promoting the current product on the show mm-hmm. because we then get promos for merch that's available, as well right. as for you know just the guys that are on the show in HD and everything. It looks so much nicer than the stuff we've been watching. And absolutely, just like that, Court Bauer took twenty five dollars of my money because I went and bought a hat after watching this first promo. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you fell in love with the Contra unit, and you've probably seen the Contra unit in action. So. Exactly, <laughs> I didn't
0: even know who they were until later on in right. the show when we get a promo yeah. with them in it.
1: Yeah, so Simon Grimm and Jacob Fatu and the crew, they're all very happy to have you. But yeah, I know Alex Hammerstone. You know, I just thought they did it, you know, like you mentioned. It's just, hey, we also are still doing this, and here's what, you know, some mm-hmm. of our top talent looks like.
0: So. And it's kind of interesting the way that they're doing it with, like, in seasons, because when I did kind of look at some of their more current stuff, it's this Alicia, a toot, uh, talking about yes. different things. I've always said a tout for some reason, I think because of <laughs> WWE's tout. but I'm pretty sure it's toot. Yeah, no, she she pronounced it toot. Um, okay, it. Yeah, you. but she was talking about you know like that's here's what happened at the end of last season. Here's where we're building to. They're putting this tournament mm-hmm. together and like it, doing the
1: draft. Yeah, yeah I was like, this looks
0: interesting. Like, I'm excited to see where this goes. Like, I need to give more of my time to MLW YouTube. I feel like
1: I will say this about like MLW and like Court and the crew, like their current product, is that nobody probably has a, had a harder time of keeping talent. That honestly mm. probably get their first real shine in MLw oh, like yeah. court court has been feeding <laughs> the other companies for like the last three or four
0: years that 's true that 's true, and then we come back to so uh, one i didn 't think to expect a Mike awesome promo I definitely right. didn 't expect to get a dr Death Steve Williams <laughs> promo
1: <laughs> no i didn't see this one coming, and then I definitely did not expect it to be with just incredible. <sighs>
0: Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. So Dr. Death has to talk about a tape fist match.
2: Tape fist match. MLW wants to have a tape fist. (laughs) Steve Williams, Dr. Death wants to have a tape fist match. With PJ. Yeah, this is a challenge. PJ, I'll let you know something. I am a legend. Legend in professional wrestling. And you know what? Tape fist match? I've done a few. I've got a great story for you. Matter of fact, when we get in a squared circle, I'll show you all about tape fist match. PJ, you're a thorn in my side. I've had enough of you. I'm going to end it right in that tape fist match.
0: Can you say tape this match one more time sir please?
1: Oh good lord. It's literally almost all he says. Like yeah. what a pro like a lengthy promo <laughs> and those words are almost the majority of it. Yes, the PJ that Dr. Death is speaking of here is PJ Polacco, PJ Walker, Justin Credible, Aldo Montoya, whatever you want to call him. He super kicks Dr. Death and I was just like, <laughs> listen, good for Justin Credible. Yeah. D- but D- I I I just don't buy him beating up Dr. Death.
0: Well, one, no, that, I don't buy that. I also, like, Dr. Death is apparently completely blind for more than three feet oh, yes, because Yeah. because he was, literally takes one step to the left after he's finished with his promo, yes. and PJ's just pops out from behind the cameraman. It super kicks him.
1: <laughs> it's the classic. I know OSW did, like, a cartoon, I think, portrayal of it, but, like, the mania or action zone, whatever, like, Owen Hart's doing an interview, like, sitting in a chair facing the door Mm. and Razor Ramon like attacks him from the front like so you (laughs) literally would have watched him the entire length of the hallway running at you like this is that's what made me think of this too I was like wait was he just like standing there the whole time yeah he was like I have to wait till the
0: the fifth time that he says tape fist match that's my key to go kick him (laughs) in the face
1: Uh, but yeah so apparently we got a Dr. Death just incredible feud in the works when I would later see that Barry Wyndham's around I was like you know I'd much rather watch Barry Wyndham and Dr. Death, a tape fist match. I mean, that's, that's just me.
0: Honestly, in 2003, I don't think you need either of them, but whatever. Well, it's, yeah, that's, probably. That's them trying to keep the traditional wrestling as part of this whole program.
1: Yep. Yeah, he's going to go down horseman style. Because I was like, oh, God, and he's in the
0: horseman.
1: Ugh. Anyways. Yeah. So we go back to the arena for match two. Match two. It's Samoa Joe Seiya. That's right. Taking on Mike. Awesome. Yeah, the Gladiator, Mike Awesome, apparently. Yes, the Gladiator, Mike Awesome. Um, yeah, Baby Joe here. Um, he probably would have been in TNA by now,
0: like a little bit. Okay, wouldn't he? I don't, I don't know. know. I, was, I don't I was, know how all that works. I can't remember I was, when that starts. I was looking
1: for confirmation. Um,
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but not. It wouldn't have been by like. Eh, if it
1: was, it wouldn't have been by much. So, because I think he still had some Ring of Honor like he he might have still had like that long ring of honor title reign okay. to come. So. I just was amazed anyways, that, that yeah. there was
0: a point that Samoa Joe had a last name. I that blew me away when they started saying Seiya at the end.
1: I would have to do a little more research on this. I wonder if this was just an MLW thing.
0: It you know like, haven't on, like, on Samoa Joe's cage match profile, mhm, it's listed in his aka aliases, but uh that's that's the only thing I see about it. So maybe it was only <laughs> an MLW.
1: So, yeah, anyways, what a matchup first of all like you know looking at this with 2021 eyes oh yeah it's uh, wild and you know listen it's a tv match but i i you know it was good
0: enough <laughs> <laughs> no this is a pretty good hoss match i, I like yeah. these, these two going at it yeah. joey styles and do actually go ahead. yeah go ahead uh, so Joey Styles is explaining that Mike Awesome has appeared in MLW before, but since his last appearance has been in all Japan because that was one of the two companies that MLW had a relationship with. So that's why also or whoever that was, was it Hooventud or Yang that was in all Japan? Yang. Yang. Yang, yeah. So that's kind of why we've got this all Japan, I guess, talent exchange going on here.
1: Yeah, and it works out. You know, people come and go, you, people move out and move in and have new storylines and all that kind of stuff. So
2: hmm.
1: Not all bad. Yeah, Joey is also Joey Styles also mentions he's excited to see Samoa Joe in person, as he mentions that he heard about him but hasn't had a chance to see him. Um, Awesome, like you mentioned, hasn't been seen. Actually, it was a loss to Carino was apparently his last Ah, appearance in the company. Um, These two men play the Haas battle early on here, shoulder blocks that drop neither man as they eyeball one another. So Awesome gets off of his feet. And drops Joe with the flying shoulder block.
0: So, and, uh, just because yes. we had we weren't sure, I went ahead and looked it up. Uh, Samoa Joe would debut in TNA in June of two thousand and five, so we'd had a little bit of time oh. still left here at this point.
1: So yeah, so I was right. So yeah, the Ring of Honor probably for a year and a half or so, and then
0: mm-hmm.
1: on go on he would go. So there you go. Anyways, said yeah, Joe rolls to the floor after the flying shoulder block, and Awesome hits the dive over the top rope. I Was like, my goodness, Mike Awesome,
0: yeah. Yeah, Mike Awesome, a little bit thicker than he used to be, but still, you know, throwing it all out there. He jumps out on yeah. top of Joe. Joe does a great job of catching him very kindly, um, mm-hmm. and then goes down. Awesome then throws Joe into the barricade. Awesome then uh, goes into the other barricade on the other side of the arena. He sends Joe into, and Joey calls yeah. Mike Awesome double tough. <laughs>
1: I love. What did you think about this? This had an old school feel to it. The kids rushing to the guardrail. To try to like get high fives and slaps from the wrestler while they're fighting. Well, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> he's getting punched in the face. and These kids have their like arms over the rail, looking for high fives. Like
0: I don't know if now's the best time, guys. No, that was kind of weird. But also, like the way that they've got this arena set up is kind of weird because there's no floor seats on the opposite of hard cam side, and so there's this walkway between the ring. There's there's like the ring, ringside, the barricade then a walkway, and then the seats. So now, every time people make entrances, all these people get up from their seats, move up to the barricade, and then just as the match is going, the security guard walks across the front and goes, go back to your seats, go back to... And they all move back to their seats.
1: (laughs) Get out of here. just kind of felt like... Uh, It's
0: like, why don't you guys put the camera on the other... Because when they take the camera from the other side, you can see those fans are right up against that barricade on the left.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, Awesome sets a table up next to the ring... That has people excited, mm-hmm. uh, but not just yet. Joe would attack Mike on the apron, did, but Awesome hits a slingshot shoulder tackle for a two.
0: Did yes. Joey recall MLW featuring Awesome versus Tanaka in a match where he power bombed him to the floor?
1: Well, it happened in ECW as well. I mean, I remember okay. watching that. Well, yeah, yeah, I remember I think that. It sounds it, like, go ahead. yeah, it sounds like they had the match again here in MLW at some point. Okay, wow, it's
0: just when I when I read that, like he went to the floor. I'm like Jesus. I mean. We're doing that in WWE right now, but we're doing it with camera tricks. Like, we're- <laughs> right.
1: well, and WWE would do awesome in Tanaka at One Night Stand. Oh yeah, first one night stand. that's right. And I'm pretty sure they did the power bomb to the outside <laughs> spot. So he loves power bomb and Tanaka. But uh, Joe with the sto out of the corner. Yes,
0: I was just going to say WWE usually has pads on the outside, where here we just have concrete directly outside of the ring.
1: Yeah, so not looking forward to that. But yeah, Joe, you know, flurry of kicks from. Joe to the face of awesome and a snap suplex. And we go to a break, even though it's just their break. They, they made this.
0: Yeah. We go to the MLW podcast (laughs) network, including Raven, blue meanie Dutch mantel, Marty and Sarah love wrestling.
1: Uh, And the, uh, Mikey Whipreck and Jerry Lynn's podcast as well.
0: Oh, okay. Is that what that first one was? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't quite catch the name of it, and I was like, I'm not rewinding to type that out. Uh, An advertisement <laughs> for a wrestling deck building card game called Super Show the Game that I'd never heard of. No. and You know,
1: hey, if you're into that, that's cool. Good for another, you know, another one of those. Good for MLW. I'm sure that's
0: a decent partner.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably getting a little bit of money out of
0: that. And then we come back to the uh, arena with a strike exchange with both Awesome and Joe. But Joe gets the better of it and applies a headlock. Awesome fights out as there's like four guys chanting for Awesome. We get a step-up kick, a CCS Enzigiri, according to Joey Styles, which I just was like, oh, Enzagiri, I don't know what CCS stands for. That's the first time I've heard of that name. And then right. this is one of my favorite moments in this match. Joe gets a chair from the crowd, and they go to the floor. Joe gets a chair from the crowd but it's like one of those big thick we've got padding on the chairs (laughs) can't get it to fold up he still like hits awesome with it which leads to Joey trying to cover for the fact that this chair is different but as Joey is explaining this we'll hear Joe going and getting a traditional chair so this is this So, you know, it's not your average steel chair that don't hurt anybody it's heavy aluminum. I was like you guys started calling these steel because they are aluminum chairs <laughs> yeah. at least he at least he
1: tried Tony Schiavone at the end of w c w like mocking them using trash can lids and yeah. baking pan <laughs> that's true I <laughs> that wouldn't hurt that much uh but no, that was funny, yeah, he had to like backtrack his own talk there uh yeah, so we get the chair shots running kick to the side of the face of Mike awesome. you could tell Joe. <laughs> is being kind with mr awesome in this match
0: oh because i i thought that that was a miss when in my notes the first time i was like oh joe missed the face wash i was like nope nope mike awesome selling it that was supposed to be a hit
1: there's a lot of awesome like shying away from things and like i just Uh, okay like even when he was doing those when joe grabs you by the hair and just does those rapid kicks to the face Mm -hmm. awesome had about two of those and was done and like you know (laughs) so just you just can see it, and he, Joe's young. You know this, like oh, yeah. Joe. A couple years from now, is laying all of this shit in.
0: <laughs> well, Joey Styles can't believe how much Samoa Joe is getting offense in on this match. They trade chops back and forth. Awesome hits a clothesline, but Joe pops right back up and hits a boot to the chest of Awesome. Uh, we get a bridging double underhook suplex by Joe. Awesome's able to kick out at two, and then Joe goes for a power bomb on Mike. Awesome hits it. <laughs> and gets a two count, and then transitions that into an STF.
1: Yeah, nowadays you probably recognize that, folks. He usually does that, and then he does like the weird holding both legs like crab.
0: Yeah. Where he
1: powerbombs him, pins him, and then flips him over, and then has the crab. So Gotcha. Cool stuff there. Joe went for the chair again. Awesome. Kicked it away from him. Uh, Mike, awesome, though, then nails Smojo Joe with a couple of chair shots. And then a sit-out powerbomb for only a two count, which I was like, Damn, is Samoa Joe going to win this? No. Uh, <laughs> awesome, then with a chair shot, a brutal chair shot to Joe, and then laid it on top of him. Only Mike Awesome does this, and I always think how dumb and how much this must hurt. Because mm-hmm. then goes up top and hits an awesome splash on the chair that's on Joe. One, two, three, your winner, Mike Awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean that the, one of those chair shots was directly to the top of the skull of Joe, oh. and it was just one of those things where I was like, "Oh yeah, we're back in 2003. This is this is just what was happening back then."
1: <laughs> and and it's kind of Mike Awesome, you know what I mean? It's one of those things too where like in a match with Mike Awesome, you pretty much could count on it.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. No, I thought that overall these guys, you know, for being Mike Awesome in this point of his career, I thought mm-hmm. these guys worked really well together. You know, for Joe also being so green at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I really like oh, this match
1: oh I mean yeah I would have loved to have seen you know 1999 2000 Mike awesome fight you know like 2007 Samoa Joe or something like that mm-hmm. which is it's tough to get those because this was a little clunky it was it a little rough but I was overall kind of like you impressed it Mike awesome you know kind of pulled off the match that he did here and uh, you know how good Joe looked this early on
0: yeah they don't don't waste a lot of time though on celebrations here in MLW he like raised his arm and we just cut we go back. Well, backstage. I would
1: also imagine that, like, these inserted breaks, they're like current stuff, mm-hmm. maybe came at the expense of trimming, you know. Oh, that
0: might make sense, too, yeah.
1: Like in like a celebration after a match or something.
0: So, yeah, we throw backstage where Vampiro is there with Nasawa, and he has this to say Why am I here? Major League Wrestling? Because I was here when it started. That's why. Because the fans, the punks, Juggalos, this promotion, everybody, right? Hey, I am
2: Juggalos! Punk, what are you thinking? You can't preach. You can't force that stuff on anybody. Get it through your thick head. Do what you gotta do, but back off. Look at this kid. You okay? Hey, I am a psychotic family.
0: nasawa Uh, just screaming juggalo was cracking me up
1: yeah i know it's good to see uh, good to see nasawa here he's one of those guys that kind of just disappeared a little bit um, Uh, not long after this but yeah uh i love vampiro but this promo is just meandering and it just really trails off at the end
0: well that's yeah because he keeps going like nasawa says that juggalo thing does the growl and i was like oh it's a growl so you end the promo no yep vampiro says he's here to do what's right be the best in the company and the country, and then this leads into another promo. But yeah, he you know he yeah. says he points out that CM Punk basically is who he's after. Um, yeah, and then we go to this other promo.
1: Yeah, now we go we with the Extreme Horsemen who are in the locker room. Real quick, uh, Carino,
0: yes. The first thing that Carino says is that this is the elite. I was just like, oh shit, the elite are, are you know, they're the new blackjacks. I didn't realize that. Yeah,
1: that's right. Uh but yeah, the Extreme Horseman, Carino tells us they're now five strong. Uh Simon Diamond puts <laughs> Pay no this.
0: attention to our t shirts that say X three on them. We've now added two more guys and we have five of them.
1: <laughs> right, because Carino Diamond and C W Anderson were like the they original. Were, yes, you know. they
0: were the three extreme horsemen, apparently. Yes. And then they've just decided to add PJ Walker for some reason and also Barry Wyndham.
1: And Barry Wyndham's here now too. Uh Wyndham says he got a call and it was from friends in need of help. Yeah, in a Barry Windham kind of way.
0: Oh, this is so like this this was the point where I was like, okay, these guys I mean obviously, you know, it's they're the old school guys, but this was such a like old school TBS promo.
2: You know, I was at the house, I was in Mulligan Ranch out there with Blackjack.
0: Next, tell rang. He said, who's calling you, son? I said, I don't know. Let me look at the number. I didn't recognize the number. I picked it up and I said, hello. Little did I know that it was a few friends with a little need of help. They said, come on down, help out the extreme
2: horsemen. Because we know that you can carry the load and you can pick up where we need it picked up. I said, man, you can count on me count on the Wyndham family tradition and the Mulligan family tradition to carry on at MLW.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong, but I'm sure that's also what he was told. I, you know, just kind of like one of those like, old TBS 605 promos, Barry. Just go something <laughs> like that.
0: The next tell rang and I looked at the number and I was like, I don't know this number. It's like, why, why are you telling me that you said hello? Like, yeah, of course you well, answered the phone.
1: Well, and it's friends? What kind of friends are calling you? You don't recognize their phone numbers like, and they're True. in need. So anyways, he's here to help even the odds against somebody who knows
0: for a minute. I thought anyway. that CW Anderson was Albert. And then I was like, no, he's like in WWE. I think at this point that that's, that's CW.
1: Yeah, this is, I love <laughs> this sad Joey styles segment.
0: <laughs> Can we just his
1: shirt where he's, yeah, the shirt is wow.
0: Bright, got, like stop sign, red button up yep. shirt. But on yep. the, the sleeves that are short, they're are like, tribal tattoos printed on it i was just like i oh, yeah. want so badly to know if he still has the shirt
1: oh dude i remember those shirts like <laughs> i remember those shirts uh yeah joey styles on camera and this is where i wonder is there a disconnect or what because he's plugging house shows um and he also tells us that samoa joe is going to be making his debut which we just saw so that was yeah a bad bit of editing there Uh, We hear that the Legion of Lost Souls attacked Homicide, but he's been cleared by doctors and will face Jerry Lynn. Uh, Terry Funk and Steve Carino are going to have a dog collar match in Funk's one and only shot at the MLW Championship.
0: Which it's uh, the upcoming show they're calling the hybrid horror show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that means. Yeah. Indie darling of the era Slick Wagner Brown is on his way to the company. And how about when, you know, what's one once old is new again satoshi kojima was on his way to america much like he's just recently made his trip back to america in 2021
0: yeah no it was just i was surprised to see the leader of red club out here man satoshi (laughs) kojima looking young and just kind of he's not doesn't really cut a long promo he just says i'm coming to mlw i was like all right cool
1: right (laughs) right uh yeah, we get a Samoans cutting a promo on Simon Diamond okay. and CW Anderson. Yes. One
0: of these guys is Umaga. Who's the other yeah. guy?
1: I knew you were gonna ask me that. I don't know. Because I was just like he's one of
0: the older generational Samoan wrestlers. I don't right. know his name. Because he also doesn't tell us his name. That's like part right. of promos. You sh- if you if you're not gonna get name <laughs> keys, you gotta say who yeah. you are. Uh but yeah, he promises to drop their nuts into the butts of the tag team champs.
2: Yeah, you're the paper champion, but let me tell you, you've never faced a team like you have the Samoans. And right now, we're calling ourselves the Predators, son, because the bottom line is, we're going to hunt you down and beat your asses in front of God and everybody. So I'll tell you once, and don't you forget it. Get your extreme ass ready for a Samoan tea bag. Get your ass
0: ready for a Samoan teabag.
1: That's exactly what that man said.
0: Oh, that cracked me up, man. Because I didn't even hear the word teabag the first time I watched this show. And then when I was cutting audio, I was like, wait, what did he just say? (laughs) Uh, But then
1: we go to the leader of the Straight Edge Society himself. It's Mr. C.M. Punk responding to Vampiro, telling him that he stuck his nose where it didn't belong. Nasawa saw the path that someone spiked his drink and he lost to Raven. (laughs) Damn Raven. Uh, yeah, Punk says Vampiro bit off more than he can chew and that's pretty, Oh, I'm sorry, you have it
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll play some of it here Vampiro like you, sticking your nose Where it doesn't belong in my business with Nosawa You see Even though that's in the past I'd like to recap for you at the moment You see, Nosawa was on the right path He saw the light Except now, thanks to somebody Spiking his drink Which led him to lose his match with Raven He's no longer straight edge And you know what they say, if you're not now, you never were. So Nosawa sells out, and I put the beating on him he deserves, and out of the crowd, here comes you, like you're some big angel from heaven. You're saving your friend. That's cool. That's cool. Because you just bit off a little bit more than you can chew, Vampiro. So, yeah, he's uh, we've got, you know, Vampiro, Raven, and Punk all don't like each other, and they are all going to be part of this horror show that's coming up, says Joey Styles.
1: Yeah, it was all a bit confusing. Like, it's three people involved, and nobody's really explaining it that well. Styles recaps Vampiro returning last week, and I was more lost, so... Well,
0: Joey Styles says that vampiro went into seclusion to work on his ground fighting and lucha libre training i was like so he he (laughs) did get some wrestling training at some point right
1: uh yeah styles then recaps the big card again and this is when i was laughing (sighs) because excuse me this is just sad like he he just looks down at a piece of paper for like two minutes and reads directly off of it and i was i was thinking there's no way that he thought he was going to be on camera At this point.
0: Oh, you're right. I bet you are not. No, you're probably expecting at least some sort of clips to be posted over. Jesus, make a
1: graphic. Do something like there's no way Joyce House cared so little at this time that he just looked straight down at the table (laughs) and read all this information.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. He promotes this TV taping coming up at the Morocco Shrine Center in Jacksonville, Florida. And it's just a big list of matches. It takes a while. I didn't write them all down, because who cares what's happening. Um, And then we get the bracket for the J-Cup USA Tournament, and we see that next week's show will feature the semifinals for the J-Cup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we got um, Primo versus Sanjay Dutt, and that is Primo
0: Oh, I didn't realize that.
1: Cologne, yeah. Nice. So... Uh, But yeah, so that's the other side of things, and we're waiting to see who will face Jimmy Yang, and that actually is match number three when we get there.
0: Yeah, they get a quick uh, commercial break in, another lawyer ad, MLW on Vice TV ad, and then we go to match number three. It's your J-Cup first round match, Super Dragon taking on the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels.
1: Yeah, a couple of other young pups here, or at least younger pups at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Super Dragon and Christopher Daniels that would obviously go on to have a good amount of success.
0: Joey explains this is Super Dragon's debut in the company, and Daniels makes his way out to Disposable Teens just like that last time that we saw him come out to a show that in Chikara it was a you know PG family friendly show and we just play the original version of the song. Who cares if he says the F word and shit and all that stuff?
1: Ah, <laughs> eh, be all right. Uh, yeah, the dragon obviously you know basically better known for his work on the West Coast. Uh, some of you may have saw the video with Excalibur that was floating around. That everyone was, it was like Excalibur getting offense on on Super Dragon, and like he made the joke. He's like, "Yeah, that's the only time you'll ever see like me getting any offense." <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So these two, you know, some people in the crowd, I'm sure, were excited to see this one in 2003. And oh, yeah. Uh, we start, yeah, we start things off with risk control from the dragon. Uh, Daniels escapes into a side headlock out slips super dragon and who grabs an arm bar Daniels escapes a wrist lock with a front handspring and grabs a side headlock dragon blocks a hip toss before hitting one of his own. So they're off to the races here. A head scissor takeover from dragon um, off the top rope, kind of jumped over the top of Daniels, flipping over him with the head scissor followed by a drop kick, and that sends the fallen angel to the floor.
0: Yeah, I I thought that little, like, corner head scissors thing was pretty cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Dragon then hits a somersault suicide dive, knocking Daniels into the barricade, and that sounds like, Jesus, there are no pads on this floor. It is just concrete, and this man just basically took a flat bump onto the concrete here. And he's a,
1: I mean, I don't know how big he is. He's always looked like a bigger guy, though. Yes, he's he's a little
0: bit thicker, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's not like you know, one of these little cruiserweights floating down to the ground. Like it seemed like a pretty good thud. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, yeah. he's yeah, he doesn't. Um, I guess you know you, you hear some people walk heavy, like right. even if he might not be that heavy, he seems to like walk a little bit heavier. Like, right. um, see, so yeah, there, I noticed at this point also that muscly blonde dude that was in various crowds throughout the early two thousands yes. is here, and he is right yes. at ringside at this point.
1: I mean, you got to love the man's passion. Yeah,
0: I, 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 I saw him too, though. Uh Super Dragon's in control. He rolls Daniels back inside, delivers kicks, a double stomp to the chest for a two count, but he telegraphs a backdrop. This allows Daniels to take advantage, hits a running neck breaker on Dragon. Daniels is shouting at the members of the audience, and they start chanting for him and he yells back, I don't need your help.
1: Yeah, he was he was really on the fans. Like, I mean, I think it was probably intentional, but like that's mm-hmm. throughout the match. Like he gets distracted and it, you know, kind of prevents the win.
0: Daniels with a snapmare into a chin lock. He hits the rolling neck snap, which I always forget the name of that move. And every once in a while, someone as kind as Joey Styles will say it. And I'm like, damn, that's mm-hmm. that's what that is. Uh, Dragon, though, charges Daniels in the corner, but he runs right into a big boot. And then we go to a commercial break.
1: Yeah, back from break. Fallen Angel is in control, delivers a suplex, followed by a slingshot leg drop that only gets a two count. John Finnegan, former ECW official, counts the two. Uh, Daniels then with the reverse chin lock and a leg lariat taking Dragon off his feet and Daniels then chokes Super Dragon on the mat and hits a reverse bulldog off the top rope and gets a two count.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we get that. Yeah, the reverse bulldog there. Uh, Styles says Daniels is blatantly showboating and not showing any respect for his opponent in Super Dragon and uh, and at this point I was like, okay, so Styles is setting us up for a roll-up win by Super Dragon it seems like. (laughs) Uh, right. Nope, no, that's not what's going to happen. Uh, Daniels climbs the corner, but Dragon catches him with an arm drag to the mat. Super Dragon, though, with a bit of a struggled wheelbarrow arm breaker, arm, yeah, arm breaker here, he locks on the arm bar, but Daniels is able to get free. We get a double stomp to the arm, which Daniels is selling his arm a bit here, and another wheelbarrow arm drag, he locks on an arm bar of sorts, but Daniels is able to get the rope break.
1: Yeah. Uh, Christopher Daniels then caught Super Dragon with his STO out of the corner for two. Daniels then uses official Finnegan to avoid a suplex.
0: What is the difference between Christopher Daniels' STO out of the corner and Samoa Joe's urinagi out of the corner, and why are they called two different things?
1: Well, the urinagi because I called it an STO earlier, the Uranagi is uh, basically like a lift and a drop. Where the okay. STO is like a Just sweep pushing. of the legs as well. Gotcha. There's, a, there's also a sweep of the legs with Daniel's moves. So.
0: Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Daniels
1: grabs the referee to avoid a suplex from Dragon. Uh, Fallen Angel then delivers a low blow followed by the last Rights, which I do not remember him using this as a finisher. No. But it's the man dude i chris Hero's my guy like i remember chris hero doing the what most of you would out there remember is like crossroads or rolling the dice oh or okay yeah whatever you're but chris hero i remember it was the first guy i ever saw do this move he felt the hero's welcome and i thought it was the coolest thing ever so. nice
0: well apparently <laughs> daniels is also doing a oh everybody career. did it
1: dude it was the move for like three years
0: but yeah he gets the pin in the win. so christopher daniels moving on next week to face jimmy yang it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was All like, right. okay. Uh, we're also told that next week, the losers of the matches will be in a tag match as who and Super Dragon will be a team. I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. But yeah, and then the show just kind of closes
1: taking on the Maximo brothers, as they're called here. But, but some of you may better remember them as the SATs, Spanish announced team. Oh,
0: nice. Okay. I didn't really. This 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 was the team that
1: also introduced red. Like it was these two in red and CZW and they were the SAT and all that.
0: Nice. So yeah, that's, uh, that's MLW underground episode 24.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, again, this hits me in the right spot. As far as my fandom goes, being a big fan of ECW and like, especially this era of independent wrestling, you know, seeing some of these guys getting some of their first chances, like, I liked this a lot and I've, you know, made a point of, you know, watching all of this. <laughs> oh, really? You know, not all, not all at once or anything, but I mean, like, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm now I'm interested in, I want to watch, you know, like this, the series. So.
0: Same here. And I, I, my notes here, I just have, that was a really easy watch. Uh, it might mm-hmm. become something that I, you know, throw on while I'm playing games or something and, and kind of watch through this because I, I was interested in it. And then the next week's show began or last week's show began. Yeah. And uh, right. it starts with the horsemen coming to the ring. I, I don't know if they go straight into this war games match or not. But at the time, I don't know what changed between this week and next week. PJ comes out wearing a mask that he clearly cannot see out of because as they come down the stairs, he has to like stop, look directly down, and like make his steps in order to not fall down. It was really weird. I don't that know what was weird. going on with that. So but yeah, so MLW
1: Underground episode twenty-four. Uh, you know, I would say this is something you know, like I said, we mentioned some of our our likes and our you know wrestling. You know, favorites, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, if, if any of that sounds right to you, this might be something worth checking out. It's on YouTube, free to watch, and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, not a bad time.
0: Now, Dave Meltzer has not given star ratings as far as I can find to these matches, but I did see that because these have been releasing weekly on YouTube, really a smart move of them to do it instead of just, you know, dropping them all at one time. Um, uh-huh. A lot of these various wrestling review websites have started doing reviews every week as well. And one of those is a resource that we've used quite a bit on this this show, 411 Mania. Their, their writer, Robert Winfrey, reviewed this show. So I thought we could compare his star ratings with your thoughts, Tony. Is that all right? No. I Damn. don't think so. All right. So match <laughs> yeah, number funny. one, Yang versus Guerrero. What did you give it?
1: I gave this match two and a half
0: stars. Hey, you are right there with Robert. He added, "I wanted to go three, but ultimately it was a little bit too spotty, a little bit too sloppy in a few exchanges to get there. Still a solid outing from both men. It's a shame WWE never found anything for do, to do for Yang because that man could go. Hey, you know, he was a cowboy for a while. That was fun. He was, yeah. Match number two: Samoa Joe versus Mike Awesome. Uh, you know, again, a match that I
1: felt delivered, uh, but ultimately, you know, had it. It, it, was, it was rough at
0: times. I gave it one star." oh okay uh robert went the other direction he gave it three stars saying it's always fun to see the younger days of guys that you know go on to be important figures you can see the potential in joe already and to awesome's credit he gives him plenty of shine really a fun hoss battle i wish we'd seen the entire thing without the cut in the middle apparently this match was shortened
1: well i don't grade matches based on what someone became (laughs) five years later and then you know that's not fair so
0: All right, match number three, Daniels and Super Dragon. What'd you give it? Uh,
1: Another really solid match. I liked this quite a bit. Um, Much like the first match, though, there was just enough sloppiness to maybe prevent it from a uh, better rating. I gave this two and a half stars.
0: I'm probably with you. Uh, Robert gave it three stars, saying slightly generous, but this felt a little better than 2.5. Again, seeing these two in near yeah. prime condition, here is a trip down memory lane. I was a pretty big Super Dragon fan when he was active. I say this as a compliment. This was a very indy riffic style match, and Daniels was pretty giving to Super Dragon.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, no, it was, it was a solid match. I liked it quite a bit. Um, Definitely. Yeah,
0: just... You know, three's not egregious. I can go there. <laughs> Are we grading on a four or a five? That would be the question. If it's a five, then yeah, three's Ooh. not egregious. If it's that, you know, the old school Brian Ooh. Zane four-star rating, then three's a little much. Uh, he yes. still won't do quarters so that's our thoughts on MLW underground episode 24 we might have to go back and check out some of these other episodes oh yeah I definitely want to go watch that war games match because I think that's probably a lot of fun at one point they showed a clip of it where Steve Carino was being branded with an on fire brand by Terry Funk so I don't know what's going to happen
1: there's probably nobody I would I would I wouldn't want to be in a ring with more than
0: Terry Funk like yeah no way Yeah, Terry Funk and New Jack. I don't want to be in a yeah. ring with those guys. Um, yeah, that, that's a good point. So, yeah, that's our thoughts here on this. But, Tony, as always, we have to continue on. Now, next week is July 4th. We're going to kind of take the weekend off. I'm going to be traveling out to hang out with you guys for our friend's birthday. Yeah. but We're going to
1: celebrate America.
0: What are we coming back with next time that we come back here on the show? Well, DP, the
1: time has come to say goodbye to the Shakara King of the Trios 2010 we're ready for night three I'm looking forward to the you know how the card is filled out besides the finals match and uh, so that oh, yeah. probably make for some fun singles and tags and who knows what kind of matches we'll get so uh, yeah looking forward to it Shikara King of the Trios night three 2010 the champions will be crowned
0: can't wait for some more Kuihei it's on the way
1: Jeez, uh, no next, they next. <laughs> they had to go home that's why they lost They. Oh,
0: we'll see if he's on the card I don't know
1: oh he probably is He probably is.
0: so that'll be us next time Chikara's King of Trios 2010 Night 3 of course if you want to check out our first two nights we have done those episodes as well you can just scroll down the page a little bit and they are about 7 to 8 episodes back uh, is when we did and if, those
1: and if you're looking for it on Facebook uh, when we did Night 2 the link to Night 1 is in the comments for that so it's, oh, nice. they're right there easy to find
0: Perfect. So, yeah. In the meantime, if you want to keep up with us, you can do so on two places. Facebook, as Tony just mentioned, to search for the name of the podcast. Also on Twitter, it's at GrappleCast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Deadpool1205. You can follow me, Tony G, at BeyondSanity19. And we will catch you next week for Chikara, King of Trios, Night 3, 2010.
2: Tape this match. Tape this. Tape this match. This match, tape fist match. Right in that tape fist match.
1: Alright. Um we haven't spoken since Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Yeah. Now my voice is gonna go out. <clears throat> um <laughs> And I'm not really going to here either because absolutely nothing interesting happened and no, all the th- champions retained their titles. Well, here's the and- thing
0: is the most like just in watching the stuff beforehand. Like, the go-home SmackDown and seeing the Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. there. That was the main match that I wanted to see. They put it on Friday. And then they went and had a Hell in a Cell match on Raw that made me be like, well, now I don't feel like I need to go back and watch the actual show. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was fine with just watching those two yeah. matches.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, so, I mean, Hell in a Cell <clears throat> was just, you know, Lashley retained. Cool. <laughs> Bianca retained. It was a really, it was a good match, her Bailey, Bayley, but, okay. you know, it was... She reached, you know, Owens and Zayn was good. Zane picked up the win there. They, you know, told a great story. That, match was that might match? be worth going back and watching. But
0: how long was it? Did they at least give him more than seven minutes like they did at WrestleMania? Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: No, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, no, they had pretty much all the time they needed. It was good stuff. You know, good, great selling from Owens on an injury. Okay. And no, it was it was solid. It was a little disappointing because he literally tweeted after that, like, you know, sorry about that. You know, sorry, guys, I'm I'm going to be gone for a while. And then literally on SmackDown, they were like, next week, Kevin Owens in a last-man-standing match against Sami Zayn in a Money in the Bank qualifier on SmackDown. <laughs> so I think he even he tweeted something about, like, well, my break wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be, or something like Owens
0: that. Owens or so, Zayn? Who was tweeting that?
1: Owens. Oh, okay. Owens. okay. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Hell in a Cell happened, and nothing of note happened. So moving on. Um, well, I just before- noticed this for... Yes.
0: I would say, before we get too far into the stuff that's more current, because I happened mm-hmm. to watch today the uh, New Japan Dominion main event of ah, okay. Okada versus Shingo, dude, mm-hmm. that match is awesome, like, really, oh, yeah. really good. I mean, I kind of knew it would really be good, but it was one of those mm-hmm. things where also because of the way that it was posted onto their website, in that, like, even though it was the single file, like, the single match file that I was watching... They Mm -hmm. kept all the post show stuff at the end, so you didn't know when the end was. Like, I, Ah, the ending caught me off guard. Like, I was like, oh my God, they're going to go another half hour. And then it just ended. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that was it. It it made it more exciting, even though I knew what the finish was going to be. I
1: just, I don't, I get inundated so much more with independent wrestling stuff. And it's probably just based on like what I'm following it over. Because it's like, it almost feels like at this point, New Japan, and that match did happen a little while back now at this point. Yeah, yeah. But even when it happened, I mean, the buzz really feels to be. Way down.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it feels you know, like, like
1: it. Yeah, and I just, I just, you would, if you would have told me Okada and Shingo had a main event match for the title, and Shingo's the champion, I, I would have expected that to be all over the place. Now, mm-hmm. I also think, aren't New Japan, is no gifts right from New Japan?
0: Oh, are they? Are they shutting that stuff down? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I mean that would make sense because I, like you said, I haven't seen them either. I've not. Been I seeing used gifts to like- see
1: damn near the entirety of matches after mm. like everyone had gone through and gift like the good parts, oh, yeah. you know so yep. and when i think about that now i'm like you know i don't know if new japan allows that to happen
0: which i feel like is is just hurting them at this point it's like so especially dumb. in the american so market like maybe in the international market it doesn't but right so i'm not positive on that but i'm just trying to think
1: of why it's like i mean i know there's other things there's a little bit of uh, you know fatigue from the title situation and they've had you know
0: the way that their their last like year and a half has gone with covid has just like destroyed a lot of things and and messed with everything and injuries you know what they
1: you know what they should have done shouldn't just put the belt on tanahashi (laughs) (laughs) and just rode like an 18 month tanahashi wave until this shit settled instead we've had like instead we've had like five champions in the last less than two years i am and, curious
0: if they hadn't had like already started on like the downward trend tanahashi storyline <laughs> right. if they would have just done something like that yeah, but, yeah or okada. I, either him or okada both of them were just yeah. like down and out for the entirety of covid because um, instead it just
1: feels like you know gato spun the wheels a lot on a and threw a lot of things at the wall mm-hmm. and it all well he's kind of he spent like unmemorable
0: you know? know they they had their downtime and when they came mm-hmm. back they spent all that time building up Osprey and then now he's out who knows well, if he's gone yeah
1: but we'll uh we'll transition from that bringing up Mr. Osprey to some news for NXT UK DP Blair Davenport is on her way uh, is this he B priestly as B Priestley. <laughs> so um there'd been some rumblings that this was Osprey You know, as Tamatonga would put it, you know, couldn't Mm -hmm. cut it and is, (laughs) you know, gonna kind of go somewhere else. Yeah. Could that be the WWE? I mean, listen, in his defense, I mean, shit, if you don't have to live that way, you know, it's getting to a point where it's like, I don't know what the appeal is to some degree. You know what I mean? Like, and that, and listen, and they, that might be, that might be them saying, yes. And that's exactly why we didn't want to turn this company over to, you know outsiders yeah. yep. they, you know that don't maybe have that same fire and that same history steeped in them that you know the tradition they want to just follow the trick. omega and guys styles guys like that are like listen guys this was fun but i'm gonna get mm-hmm. out of here you know like i i don't know i mean if you can work less and make more
0: no i mean i mean, <laughs> I, I get that it's just on what yeah. and I'm and I'm and also, I mean, Osprey has done a good job of like building himself up to be a larger body build. But mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I just worry because it's like Osprey and Ricochet were at the same level when Ricochet left and went to WWE. Now, granted, Osprey yeah. went to a higher point before he's now leaving for WWE, but you know, yeah. I just worry I, that it would be will Osprey and WWE it would just be that.
1: And I would say too that
0: if he makes it past the NXT Boothon that is going to be going nuts with the with the fans here in America. Like they, they that was the thing that New Japan had in their back pocket is that they didn't have to worry about the American fans because mm-hmm. people are still not at all fans of Will Ospreay. Like people hate that guy.
1: Yeah, some people hate that guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would be interested to see how that would how that would be received if it actually happened. So we'll but see. anyways. B doesn't have a job, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that's that's interesting to see. I'm I'm interested to watch her wrestle against a bunch of people that you know I've already seen wrestle, but have not seen <laughs> um, wrestle against her. I, before we go away from New Japan, just one more thing: the belt mm-hmm. when it first was changed. I thought, you know what, that doesn't look too bad. Now I feel like that thing, just that shape, is just not a great shape, it. man. That like, I hate it. Uh,
1: it, it looks like the <laughs> U.S. title, like the current U.S. title. Yeah. The WWE, it kind of yep. has that look to it a little bit. It's also shaped a little bit like the Jeff Hardy Custom TNA belt.
0: Mm-hmm. It is, which is which is not. It good. was just one of those things where when they handed it to Shingo, I was just like, oh, that doesn't.
1: Because it it's look just that great. man, that's one of those things. It's like it'd be it'd old been title is like so good looking. Yeah, it'd been like replacing big gold in WCW. Yeah, you know if they were like, oh hey Goldberg, we have got this new belt now that we we're gonna introduce the triangle in the instead of <laughs> <laughs> right, people would have fucking been rioting in the streets um so yeah no i it doesn't make me not want to watch no yeah it's not going to keep me away but (laughs) but i just yeah no you're not wrong um something that i just noticed wwe's been running these covid vaccine psa's for a while now and i think i just listened to it for the first time this thing again like i said has been airing and running they haven't updated they haven't they don't have very variations of different ones nikki bella in this psa says that she's going to get vaccinated oh really (laughs) and i'm just like why wouldn't you just not shoot it with anybody that hasn't already been vaccinated or wait until she was vaccinated i just thought it was strange like because again this has been on for weeks Mm -hmm. so she probably has been by now you know like i probably (laughs) i just i don't know i just thought it struck me as strange and i was like wait you you are going to get like oh, oh okay maybe just get back to us when you have
0: I've done. I've done my best to just keep out of the world of like wrestling drama as of late. But I did happen to, to fall into Twitter one day when I guess this past week it was discovered that Sasha Banks might be an anti vaxxer and she has been liking mysterious oh, bad oh posts on Instagram. Oh boy! So we'll see how that goes from here in the future. If that builds or not, I might
1: have to. I might have to unmute her name on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Lashley. Uh, yeah. So we'll move on to Raw. Like I said, Hell in a Cell happened. Nothing happened. I mean, there were matches that were okay, but nothing changed or was shooken up. Uh, So Lashley, MVP, and the ladies are in the ring to start things off. Because what's Lashley's gimmick, DP, at this point? What would would you say, like, his gimmick is?
0: I mean, just, you know, a mean dude that beats up on people.
1: And also has a train of ladies with them now at all well, times see, for the last month and a half or so
0: like i keep watching raw stuff in youtube format so like by the time they start <laughs> the video those people are already off and gone he's like sweaty right. and stuff by the time that i get into it so <laughs> i haven't necessarily seen that but it does build off of the Heyman storyline that he had back with lana so
1: you're not wrong about that except these cowards will never would never mention that or use that as any way to like justify this <laughs> anyway. So, um, yeah, they're celebrating good times. Uh Oh, here comes the new day who have a toast cart. Yes, they had a cart, kind of like an ice cream cart, but this one had toast and lots of it. I oh, okay. the pancakes just disappeared at some point. I was like, oh yeah, you guys don't do pancakes anymore. Do you, um,
0: I was listening to their podcast this past week, and I can't remember what episode it was. It was from a while back. I'm still working my way, catching back up. But they were talking about how, like, the props department and how, like, incredible they are about, like, man, we come up with an idea. Because they were pointing out, they're like, you know, it's not our fault that we're coming up with these ideas late. Everyone behind the scenes knows why we're always coming up with things late. They didn't actually say what it was, but that, you know. Vince. Okay. Um, uh huh. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> and so they pointed out they're like, yeah, we the first time that we needed pancakes, we just went to the guy that was in the cre- like the the food area, and he made right. a bunch of pancakes. And then like the next week, they went back to him again, and he was like, "Isn't this like a props department thing?" And so then like the props people were like, "Well, you guys need how many pancakes?" <laughs>
1: it's ridiculous. <laughs> All of the pancakes. No, that's funny, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, they they have a toast cart because I think they're gonna toast them. You know, it was what it was. They started throwing toast in the ring, which was kind of funny. The girls actually sold it kind of well.
0: Because when you they, first yeah, said yeah. the word toast cart, I was thinking like a wheel of like liquor and stuff, and they're going to hold a toast to the, ah, the champion. So that no. makes sense, though, that it was just yeah. literal toast.
1: Yeah, literal toast. Um, MVP calls them children and insults Kofi for not being in the main event. You know, again, uh, Kofi challenges Lashley to a title match, and he accepts to the, you know, the chagrin of mvp uh but bobby wants a match with woods tonight and insults his video game playing and then woods you know get cut a pretty passionate promo and uh talked about all his accomplishments and what he's done outside of wrestling and woods accepts lashley's challenge but he wants it inside hell in a cell and my eyes almost fell out of my head when i rolled them
0: (laughs) I mean, it is one of those things where it's like, why are we doing this right after you just had Hell in a Cell? But at the same it, it time, just, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, well, we didn't take right. it down. It's still there. So I guess we <laughs> yes. can lower it again.
1: Also, I loved with my extensive history and working in grocery stores, all the comparisons to the milk crate, red milk crates for the oh, current yeah. Hell in a Cell that they use. It's like, yeah, that's actually perfect. It, mm-hmm. That's what it that's what <laughs> Um Yeah, I was like Smackdown did it. So I guess Raw should. It's like, OK, but you also just had a pay-per-view like Yeah. I know we've talked about the gimmick pay per views before, but man, Hell in a Cell may be more than any of them. Get it out. Get it out. It does not need to be a pay per view. Yeah. You have completely watered down the match itself. Mm -hmm. I think there were three cell matches on the pay per view. Yeah. Maybe two. Maybe it was just I can't remember. But anyways. Okay. Yeah, I think Rhea and Charlotte didn't fight in the Hell in a Cell. Gotcha. But anyway, so either way, you had four over the course of three days on three different shows. Mm -hmm. You know, like and none of them were memorable. That's the other thing that's happened. People still go back to Mankind Undertaker because, to be honest with you, yeah. ain't shit happened in the Hell in a Cell but, match since.
0: I mean, there's been some <laughs> decent ones after that. Yeah, but, I know.
1: I'm I, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly.
0: But it's just it's one of those things where it's like it like Elimination Chamber still works in the PG era yeah. with the way that they have mm-hmm. changed things and like it still makes sense. Hell in a Cell just doesn't really work anymore because it's like you can't use the weapons that you need to use kendo sticks i don't know who in the wwe knows that has like stock in a kendo stick company but like <laughs> they are using those like they're going out of fashion yeah. and it seems like that's basically the only weapon kendo sticks yeah. and sometimes chairs if edge is involved right so no yeah you're not wrong but anyways good for woods you know i know he wants
1: this mm. you know, he probably wanted that i and mean it was him
0: it, like, it was one of those things I didn't hear about it happening, so when I was checking on YouTube to like catch up the- today, I was just like oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool, and then like I ended up watching you know, most of the match, and it was enjoyable yeah. what I saw. Oh, but-
1: good, man, yeah. Um, but anyways, we moved on. Money in the Bank qualifying matches have begun, DP. We kicked things off with a good one. Ricochet, is it- yes.
0: Is it men and women again, and, and it's both shows are qualifying yeah. for the same? Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure but that, that think- we're got- having four Money in the Banks gonna- again. Because I think there's going to okay. be like,
1: I don't know, like eight people in each match or something crazy oh, okay. like that. Like it's going to be a lot. I think. Um, but anyways, Ricochet beat AJ Styles to qualify for the Money in the Bank match. So nice, good win there for Ricochet. The Viking Raiders got involved, taking out Omos. who was literally doing nothing but standing there, <laughs> as far as I can remember. <laughs> but I mean, he is threat. I mean, he's large, and I guess maybe he was you know, threatening out there, but. Uh, and also good for the viking raiders they won that battle royal and they're yeah. in line to fight styles and almost so. viking
0: raiders oh. and marco stunt in the same like style of, of <laughs> attack there. they're like i don't I care that they're shit. doing nothing i'm attacking them now
1: <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah but good for them they're guys that i'm glad to see that post-injury they're still they, mm. know they got plans for them they're you know at least keeping them around for god's sakes for sure um riddle and orton are backstage Riddle says that uh, when he wins the briefcase, he's going to take it everywhere and keep his stash of Whoppers in it, because I, I don't know what's going on with Riddle and the WWE at this point. It's like, is he angling for a Burger King sponsorship? He, this Whoppers <laughs> thing is like becoming frequent, and I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, you would well, think they wouldn't want him to do it either. Like, yeah, why are, Maybe they are a sponsor. Who fucking knows? But anyways, it was kind of random, I thought. I, I would have enjoyed it more if he just left it at stash and moved on. Um, Randy like gets ready, fr- clean shaven. Also.
0: Nick Gage's gimmick, anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah, clean shaven Orton. I ah. saw, uh this week as well. He gets frustrated, and then Riddle asks him for some pointers. Randy calms himself down, and uh, his only tip for Riddle is to stay away from him. And Riddle says that'll be tough if we're both in the money in the bank match. Because he was talking about what happens if we both end up in the match. And Orton said, "We'll stay away from me," and that'll be tough. And uh, Riddle then continues to ignore Orton with Daniel. Can you imagine two brothers fighting for a shot at the WWE Championship? Wouldn't that be awesome? And Orton just kind of lets it lie there for a minute and then just gives a not for you and walks away. (laughs) So, you know, it's on Rocky. It's on on rocks right now with these two. And it doesn't get much better later. Um, We get a replay. Oh, boy. I haven't even given this the time of day to to dish it it is what it is, and honestly, they actually kind of already fixed things rather quickly here with Ava Marie. We get a replay of what happened last week. Um, you know, with uh, having Piper, Piper v- Vivian Do Drop take her place in the match. Um, Ava says it's been five years since she was in the ring, and everything has to be perfect. She got co- she got a cold last week, and instead of throwing in the towel, she asked her protege to take her place. Ah, D- Do Drop. This was the first time she's uttered the name. So.
0: So that's it's not Piper Niven anymore. No,
1: do drop, and there is no Piper Niven. That's the other thing that everyone hates. They're acting like she fell out of the sky. Yeah, like they're not. They're not even doing not like from NXT, oh, NXT UK, UK superstar. <laughs> no, no, she's just we, some random girl that wanted to hang out with Ava Marie. The
0: WWE's like, look, folks, we we see the stats on who's watching NXT UK. We don't have to pretend like that if it exists. <laughs>
1: I mean, you're not terribly wrong about that, but either way, Dewdrop, good God. So no, we had a money in like the bank name. qualifying tag team match as Asuka and Naomi took on Ava, Marie and Dewdrop. So, and this was a good display actually for Piper, who fought both women and, you know, basically it was a handicap match and Ava stood on the apron. Uh, Piper actually pulled Naomi into position and went up top looking to finish the match. Probably Ava tagged herself in and pinned Naomi. Oh man, there was a part of me <laughs> that kind of wanted this because of the expect. It didn't. She kicked out it too. Oh, uh, Ava Marie. Then once out of the match, you know, because it was Naomi got to her feet and she didn't actually yeah. want to fight anybody. But Dewdrop Drop dropped off the apron and left Ava Marie hanging. And then Naomi rolled her up. And your winners are Asuka and Naomi, and they qualify for Money in the Bank.
0: So we're hitting the fast forward on this Ava Marie Dewdrop Drop thing, I guess it's like one of those things where you want to be like
1: did they think it would go better and it didn't or was this their bad idea all along because it's like yeah. i don't know like what, i wasn't in love with the storyline but i you know kind of expect to maybe get a little bit more out of it than that
0: for sure <laughs> exactly you know i yeah exactly that's that's just odd that the second week should be like nope i'm done so we'll see what happens next with ava marie okay um so- maybe Dewdrop will disappear and we'll get piper niven back in the next uk <laughs>
1: Or she'll be Piper Niven on Raw, and that would be cool, too. So, we'll see. Um, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville are in the ring to address the Raw Women's title match. God, I hate this angle so much. Oh, Because Rhea at Hell in a Cell got herself disqualified to retain the title. Oh, okay. Very clever, kind of heelish, even though she's not the heel. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, Rhea comes to the ring. Um, They talk about her getting intentionally disqualified. They're both trying to out- act sarcastic with each other when charlotte came out it's just this like weird thing where they're both kind of like oh no you know i'm cl- more clever than you are no i'm more clever than you are it's like yeah and neither one of you are likable right now yeah you know so no, that's whatever. probably
0: the whew, so excuse me that's probably the problem with this program is that it seems like you know who am i supposed to even be rooting for at this point what are you doing yeah um rematch and money in the Bank. Great.
1: You know, I just oh, what the, was the point of any of this? Yeah, and what's the point of any of this? Because why would Rhea do what she, do what she did if they were just going to give Charlotte a rematch? Yeah, you, know, you didn't really seem to gain much from her. She could have, you know, I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, maybe that's. I mean, I didn't see how this all played out. Was it like was it just announced that like Charlotte was like I get my rematch or was it like Sonya Deville was like because of the champion doing this we're going to get yeah a rematch. pretty
1: much no and it was her and Piers and like I said Sonya just completely abandoned that pulling for charlotte thing mm-hmm. for some reason because yeah it wasn't like that it was just like you know well yeah you got intentionally disqualified you have to have a rematch but it's like again charlotte's not a baby face yeah so it's i don't know they're both so unlikable at this point i don't understand what they're doing um it's back to the saga of people these four women hanging out in this small area where they keep the ring and also take pictures sometimes um natty and tamina couldn't focus during their interview that was taking place right next to the training ring where Dana and Mandy were training this week. So if you remember last week it was the oh, photo shoot yeah. that Dana and Mandy couldn't focus on because of it. I, why don't we all just get away from this ring? Practice ring, yeah. The practice ring backstage So anyway, they talked shit, who cares? That just feels
0: like uh, they they were like, "All right, we're about to go back on the road. We're getting rid of the Thunderdome. What did we not take advantage of while we were here? Oh, we've got this other this this location here that we could be putting storylines uh, in." Yeah, let's do that start, all of a sudden.
1: It, yeah, it started in all of our uh, cinematic matches. Yeah. Um, uh, Money in the Bank qualifier, John Morrison, Johnny Drip Drip gets the win over Randy Orton. Uh, It was kind of Riddle's fault. Oh, okay.
0: Continuing that story there. What's that? So continuing that story then. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I was like, man, are they? Is this one over? Well, we'll see. Randy was upset, but it didn't exactly end in disaster. Nikki Cross, DP. I don't know if you came across this over the course of the week, has debuted a brand new gimmick. She's super Nikki. Um, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. I've seen people say she has the personality to pull it off. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's what else were they doing with her at this point? You know, they exactly. she kept proving that she could do things with basically anything they gave her, and then they just stopped giving her anything because right. Alexa had to go and become the the fiend. <sighs> uh,
1: yeah, and I also loved. I wonder if anybody even thought about this pairing because they had a Money in the Bank qualifying tag team match with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Like, as a team, <laughs> uh, beating Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. You know, the Reginald mind control things continued. Oh, this I week she, like, that, yeah. controlled the mind of Nia, and she slapped Reginald. I don't know. I <laughs> oh, I just want the pain to end. Um, j- backstage, the uh, loser circle here of people that didn't get money in the bank. Qualifying matches, Jinder Mahal, Cedric Alexander, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus complained about being left out. Seamus is injured, and I love Pierce like calling him out on that. It's like, aren't you injured? Because if not, we can have you defend that U.S. title right now. And then Seamus <laughs> is like, oh, well, actually, lad, now that you mentioned it, yeah, my nose is, you know, it was just oh, okay. kind of funny how quick he backtracked on that. Um, Money in the Bank qualifier, another pretty surprising win here, but a good one for Riddle, beat Drew McIntyre to oh. qualify for Money in the Bank. Um, and I hate everything about Drew McIntyre being in this position. I was going to say, I was like, he's.
0: Like What yeah. happened to Drew McIntyre? Oh,
1: don't worry. They made Byron Saxton bend over backwards to try to explain why Drew McIntyre should be in this match. Because he's, he's lost to Bobby. He can never challenge Bobby Lashley for the world title. Oh, okay. And Drew and Saxton's like, well, maybe he'll go to SmackDown. Or, you know, maybe down the line if Lashley isn't the champion. I'm like, <laughs> or how about we just don't put him in this I qualifying mean, match?
0: Yeah, like down the line if Bobby's not the champion, well, that uh, then he can just challenge anyways. Like... With, you know, just winning a few matches or whatever it takes in the WWE, winning a five way or something.
1: So anyways, Orton watched from the ramp as Riddle beat McIntyre. Uh, Riddle immediately called out to him after he won, like to come to the ring. And Randy came to the ring, but stopped short of a fist bump. I really thought we were going to get a fist bump. He didn't return it. And so the love story continues. Oh, boy. They let Jackson Riker cut a promo. I can't imagine he's going to be around much longer. I don't know. But man, it wasn't great. He's trying to do the babyface thing. Yeah, it was okay. He told Mansoor, you know, never let your enemy escape and be careful who you listen to. Blah, blah, blah. And then Mansoor, like this is this guy's gimmick now. He's like getting always getting advice from like both sides. He like immediately turns his, to like the other direction of this locker room. And Mustafa Ali is just standing there, you know, <laughs> telling him that he's talking to the wrong people and asking the wrong questions. And uh, Ali, Ali says, you know, why are neither one of us in money to make qualifying matches? Maybe you should think about that. And, like, just kind of walked away. So, I don't cool. know. Whatever. Um, Hell in a Cell match. Lashley beat Xavier Woods. You know, good stuff. Lashley Dude, punished Woods after the match. And the table emotion. spot.
0: I was really impressed with Woods' leaping ability there. I did not expect him. When he, when he went to that corner, I was like, oh, he's not making that jump. That was perfect. That yeah. was great. I and it was uh, the one thing that like gave me a, a a second of being like, is this gonna like is this gonna be a crazy yeah. upset? No, nope, no, nope, nope. no, no.
1: But uh, yeah, so you know, good win for Lashley. Good story stuff though afterwards with Kofi not being able to help Woods as mm-hmm. Lashley, you know, put them in the full Nelson and that whole deal. So we shall see what happens. Oh, I yeah. think yeah, I think that yeah. So Money in the Bank, we'll see Kofi and Lashley. Should be good stuff. Uh, we move to SmackDown just because, you know, why not? Go ahead and just move to that. The good old weather played a factor again this week, so... Uh, those <laughs> all <holes>. for you. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Uso told Roman that Jay isn't coming back, but that he has his back now. Roman said, prove it. So that's the opening of the show. Uh, we had his a long J- segment that was not great with Bianca Belair talking about all the things she's done and overcoming bullies because she's apparently 12 and this is her her gimmick is that she overcomes bullies even though she's the est the, of everything uh, the, she's the best at everything
0: yeah but the, the the problem is like wwe doesn't see i don't know what it is suddenly like bullies are the only way we can explain why anybody's a bad guy like right oh god they're the worst um now so anyways you mentioned yes. jay said it was jimmy said jay was gone. jimmy yeah is jay injured or upset i Did they i don't know okay i didn't know if there was something else that had happened like yeah it doesn't nothing
1: else happens tonight he might be hurt you know i don't know We okay. get one uso back and we lose the other one unfortunately um but anyways yeah so bianca's talking seth rollins comes out and congratulated her in a very condescending way um they're about to have a mixed tag i don't know why they had this long talking segment before it that didn't really make anybody look better um, Bailey then came out and criticized Bianca for being arrogant and bragging about her win and says that's not the kind of champ the universe deserves. So, you know, Rollins and Bailey, though, were a pretty good duo. Um, Cesaro contributed nothing to help <laughs> Bianca in the talking portion of this. But Rollins and Bailey then beat Cesaro and Bianca. It was okay. Okay. Um, Nakamura's king coronation was interrupted by weather coverage. I'm sure it was great. Um, Money in the Bank qualifier. I looked up that Big E won, he fought Apollo yeah. for the nine hundredth time,
0: yeah, I mean, obviously that's getting old, but I did think that you know the the action that they had was really like I watched the the YouTube update video again, mm-hmm. and it was it was really good stuff, and it was one of those things where again, I didn't expect Big E to win, mm-hmm. I guess because of the way that that program has kind of gone, and then he ended up getting the win, so I was excited about well, it well and
1: I'm excited so far about at least on the men's side, it's harder on the women's side because of the smaller roster but the people winning it's not randy orton it's yes. not drew mcintyre it's not aj styles it's ricochet it's mm-hmm. riddle it's, it's you know, all the people okay. that they originally
0: would have put into a money in the bank ladder right. match when it was on wrestlemania because all those big stars were busy with wrestlemania right. matches
1: <laughs> right so i'm glad to see that it's got guys that haven't been in the title picture haven't won the title yet and you know who knows what could happen so
0: oh yeah
1: anyways um live morgan beat carmella we and say I that you and then john
0: cena is going to enter himself into the money in the bank
1: yeah well that's what romans fight at SummerSlam, apparently um, Money in the Bank qualifier, Liv Morgan beat Carmella. I didn't see it. I was tornadoes five hundred miles away <laughs> from my house were happening, so I had way to talk about it. Um, Roman State of Universal Title address. Heyman uses puns to talk about everyone Roman's beaten, even mentioning Braun Strowman, which kind of surprised me oh, a little bit. Yeah, by name, like I didn't write them all down. It was kind of obnoxious, actually. By the That's time he'd done, kind of
0: wild that yeah, like you would even mention the name at this. It part. was
1: it was a segment like this with Heyman it was like Strowman slaughtered. Styles defeated. I don't even know if he said you know what I mean? It was just like it went on yeah. and he just on and on and it was not great. Um, but anyway, so he did all that and literally, um, you know, Ro- he mentioned Edge and Daniel Bryan. He says at least Daniel Bryan was man enough to come back, but he got whipped again and shipped out uh, and then Roman got the mic. Didn't get much out before Edge would make his return to SmackDown and yeah. uh, apparently he gets a title match for no reason at all and he's going to get that at Money in the Bank. So. And
0: it's it's one of those things where I wanted to see that match, like, mm-hmm. but I don't want to see that match as a tune-up for John Cena, like, right for Roman. Right. Like now, it just feels like this is just an okay. I'm glad, glad yeah. we're having this match.
1: I feel like you're gonna get Roman, Cena, and Edge, Daniel Bryan.
0: Ah, uh, now that you could you could bring if you brought back some reason for Edge to lose this match, then I'm I'm more okay with it. But j- I just was worried that it was gonna be another Roman dominant, not necessarily dominant, but getting the victory yeah. sort of a thing.
1: Yeah, we'll see and I saw John Cena on like Kimmel or something, and it's like, he said something that I've never thought about before, and I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of fucking sense. They was asked about like, you know, he said, I haven't wrestled my last match. I'm excited to get back. Blah blah blah. You know, you know, Fallon, I think it was, was excited about all that. And then um, Cena mentioned, you know, these companies when you're making these big budget movies the insurance doesn't exactly allow for wrestling on the weekends. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about, like, <laughs> and he's in the midst of shooting all these major blockbusters. Like, you probably can't just show up on Raw and, you know, and do that whatever makes he wants, so. uh, anyways, And it also explains you know, a big yeah. reason
0: why The Rock has not made more appearances since.
1: Exactly. Because yeah, I, that's like, just wow, continuously that makes sense.
0: promoting or, you know, shooting movies at this point. Mm-hmm. Have you seen his most recent, like, have you seen the trailer for Jungle Cruise? Yeah, it, it, it was, I was a, like felt. Yeah. I I thought for sure it was a mummy like reboot at first and then I was like, oh, no, that's just something completely different that just happens to have the entire aesthetic of the mummy trilogy.
1: It, it also felt to me like another Jumanji movie. Like, yes, if, if you to, but no, that's actually one of those movies that like was in developmental hell and uh, then they were okay. going to release it and then 2020 happened and then like, I feel like that's one of those that actually was shot a, couple a while of a ago, a couple gotcha. of years ago, because I think I I think it's him and Emily Blunt. If yeah, I remember correctly. Yep. So and it, it's based rock, on like a
0: ride the rock and his little train hat my brother was yeah. just like because we went and saw a quiet place part two and that was a trailer that went before it and he was just like nice. he's like he's too big for this ro- you can't put him in a hat like that it doesn't look right
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know right um anyways yeah the rock continues to rule um on the yellow and black brand week two of samoa joe adam cole is not happy he's in the ring and sells <laughs> you know he's upset about it um you know telling Joe that he runs NXT now and that everyone considers him the greatest NXT superstar of all time. And he's going to beat Kyle O'Reilly at Great American Bash because he's out out here because he's not going to be naming an opponent. He refuses to, you know, follow Regal's rules. He's not going to have a match tonight. (laughs) But then Carmelo Hayes comes to the ring. The young man that fought Kushida a few weeks ago comes to the ring and challenges Adam Cole. And they had a outstanding match. Adam Cole got Adam Cole got the win. And, uh, yeah, some good stuff there. The former Christian Casanova of the independent scene popping up again and looking really good. Heck yeah. So, and Cole, you know, Adam Cole, always good to see him. Mm-hmm. Frankie Monet. Uh oh. Frankie Monet, I think she's moving in on Robert Stone brand. She shows up with Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. You know, they're being pretty friendly with each other. And, uh, Robert Stone kind of walks in like, oh, hey, guys, we're, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Where you been? And, uh, so yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look good for Robert Stone's future. I feel like that's going to become Frankie and those two girls very soon. Gotcha. Um, my, one of my favorite things on any wrestling show every week is always the way. And this time Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory are in the ring. They say NXT needs him to be the face of the brand. It's very important. Um, Gargano says not the doomsday guy in the leather jacket. Uh, mentions that his 57 days as champion were the best it's ever been in NXT. And, uh, <laughs> Says Cross isn't even on his level and he can out wrestle him any day of the week. And then the party immediately gets ruined. Here comes Pete Dune to bore everyone and ruin the segment. Um, Dune thinks he's mad to think he's the number one contender. Oh, clever. Um, Gargano then stops theory and says they don't, ing- <laughs> they don't engage in hijinks or shenanigans anymore because they're not going to provoke Samoa Joe. So they, he's not, <laughs> they, he refused to even like respond to Dunn. And they just left the ring, and that was it. So.
0: <laughs> I kind of like that turn, though. That's that's a fun
1: oh, it's it's great. Yeah, there's a little bit more later too. Um, Cameron Grimes shows up and's handing out money. He's very happy with himself. Um, Alex Zane, the former Ari, Ster- or I'm sorry, Alex Ari Sterling, the former Alex Zane, uh, insulted DiBiase, and Cameron Grimes beat him up.
0: I'm kind so. of upset that they didn't just make Sammy now have a brother or a cousin in an NXT and just keep that last name. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, Adam Cole is. Angry backstage, McKinsey's trying to interview him. He doesn't care about Kyler Riley and doesn't want to talk about him. In comes Regal and tells him that things with him and Joe are done. You know, you're not gonna. Oh, go it's after Cole Joe. Joe, okay. Yeah, you're not gonna be provoking him anymore. Like you yeah. don't go near. Him. And Cole doesn't agree with that and thinks Joe should be punished for choking him out last week. So I think Joe's going to be wrestling. Like it just seems like there's too <laughs> many things going on to not pay off any of this so we'll We'll see see. uh the charging the battery charge on the cell phone is at 31 percent this week so far i think it gets up to about 40 okay uh gargano in theory bust into regal's office politely they don't you know they open the door nicely um gargano says they've been model citizens and he even had a replacement pencil for william regal for the one he broke (laughs) weeks ago on it from his desk um and Regal agrees there should be consequences for what, you know, for what Pete Dunn did. And uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, there should be consequences because they just want him to sick Joe on people. That's mm-hmm. what like, they're excited about. And uh, Regal says, yep, we're going to have a tag team match, you two against Dunn and Lorcan. And it's tonight. <laughs> so they weren't happy about that. Io Shirai and Zoe Stark beat Aliyah and Kamea. Uh, You know, all the lady tag teams were kind of like Indy and Candace watched, they're the champions raquel and dakota say they're crazy to think that anyone's going to leapfrog them for a title match then ember and Shati came out and Shati did that weird like deep voice thing of hers that i just i i don't care for it what is that we care? I she does like this like almost cookie monster thing like, she goes oh, into like this okay. deep. Like, it's like her scary voice i think but it's <laughs> it's like just talk anyways it's fine um but, yeah they think they should be doing more contenders and lie you know it's it was a little bit much. A little yeah. bit long. Everyone brawled. Samoa Joe and security came out and broke the fight up. <coughs> gotcha. <coughs> Joe did not. Oh, God. Joe did not choke anybody.
0: Okay. So he kept himself under control this time.
1: Yeah. He's nice. He's very nice. So the way Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory beat Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. It's in a solid tag team match there. Karrion Cross attacked Gargano post-match, laying him out for his rude comments earlier. Uh, you know, more of the charging taking place. Cross and Scarlet are confronted by Samoa Joe as they're leaving the building. And uh they walk by unprovoked. And then <laughs> I loved it. It's so amazing. They So Cross and Scarlet leave, you know, Joe's kind of mean mugging and he turns around and who's standing there. Pete Dune. And what do they do this week for the second straight week? They just stare at each other.
0: <laughs> like cut away at that point. When and then just cut staring? away. Oh gosh. No. So. Yeah.
1: Um, Frankie Monet beat Electra Lopez. I want to see more Electra Lopez. I, I don't know where they've been hiding this lady. Um, I saw that she was the mistress, I think, during the Lashley and Lana stuff. She was oh, the mistress okay. of Lashley. So, um, yeah. And also her and Chris Statlander were called the Brooklyn Bells and challenged the iconics for the tag team titles, like the night after WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Just random. They build him as like top local talent or something weird. And it was Chris Statlander <laughs> and this Electra Lopez. So nice. Uh, yeah. So Bronson Reed's confronted by hit row. Top Dala says he isn't even from North America as they walk away. So I'm sure him and swerve have something down the road there. Oh, ever rise. We see ever rise um, in masks attempting to spray paint the truck of top Dala, who rolls the window down because he's sitting in the truck <laughs> before they can start spraying it and then they look at each other and they both say do you think he recognizes us and then top dollar says you guys are wearing shirts with your names on them and they run (laughs) away so that was fun then ashanti and top dollar beat ever rise so good luck you know so much for starting that angle those guys also just launched a youtube show like the day before they lost their jobs wow and they've been doing the pre-pre-show as well online okay really funny really talented uh, Mercedes Martinez is ready for war with or without a partner. Uh, but Jake Atlas is like, I'll be your partner. So those two are going to fight Zia Lee and Boa. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly beat Kushida. Awesome, awesome, awesome match. Adam Cole attacked O'Reilly post-match. Samoa Joe ran them off. And then the big debut of the week. I was really excited about this. Uh, Joe runs off Adam Cole, leaving Kushida in the ring when he was attacked by men in hooded sweatshirts. And we are—it's revealed that this is the Diamond Mine attacking Kushida, Roderick Strong, Tyler Rust, Hideki Suzuki, and their manager Malcolm Bivens.
0: Yeah, so. I totally when when I started hearing this rumbles of Diamond Mine stuff coming up, mm-hmm. thought for sure DDP had turned on AEW and was coming back for a, a money deal to, <laughs> to be the the face of this thing or at least the, the voice behind it. But nope, he's not involved <laughs> at all seemingly, and it's just these other guys.
1: Yeah, so awesome to say Hideki Suzuki, obviously, you know, one of the best in the business for a long time. A lot of people thought he was just coming in to be a coach, and that is obviously not the case, so excited to see what kind of matches he can have.
0: I'm interested in this group, but it is kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, I was expecting necessarily, I I guess I was expecting more of a group of, like, youngins than, you know, Roderick Strong, Hideki Suzuki, and then one young guy. Well,
1: I say, yeah, Tyler And Tyler and Malcolm <laughs> Bivens, they'd even been hinting at it. People, you know, people have gone back and found in promise now. him talking about the diamond and the rough oh, and all okay. that kind of stuff. So, nice. um, Well, you know, this is a good chance for Roddy. I mean, we say young guys, but it's like, I mean, this is... No, you
0: know, I like Roderick Strong. I just right. didn't know if the company had any plans to do anything right. with him after the... Right.
1: Well, and this is run. what I'm guessing is them when they talk about how there's going to be an emphasis on the Cruiserweight division in NXT. Like, oh, I think okay. these guys are here to fuck with kushida and that makes sense know. then that they would attack yeah that may- so, okay so we'll see like um dino Might. these guys make great tv mm-hmm. pretty much every week um they came back strong this week i felt like we talked about how it just felt these weekend shows were starting to feel like they're going through motions a little bit yeah um crowd i think makes it hard to do that as they were hot on this one uh opener hangman page and powerhouse hobbs is awesome page getting the victory we had that the machine was sheen running off ricky starks so there's more trouble in team taz so yes go ahead
0: no that was a really good match i thought it was a great opener I, I still it's like i i'm surprised that i haven't gotten tired of the adam cole opening the show matches like every time that it comes up i'm page. like yeah yeah adam page adam page opening the shows i'm like you know every time that it happens it's like well okay it's... this is happening again and then it ends up being like oh i'm really glad that they did that and I... Yeah, uh, I thought that this was the same. Like, just you know, it it was a really good match. I'm I'm impressed with Powerhouse Hobbs. I think they need to take, like, not necessarily take it away from everyone, but tell everyone else to chill on the uh, spine busters and let that be like a signature power. Because that move by Hobbs looked awesome. Like, I was just like, mm-hmm. Powerhouse Hobbs and Arn Anderson are the two guys that should be doing spine busters in this company.
1: I agree. And that might not be in the case. Um, yeah, like you said, great match here. I think that's also, that's a testament to the popularity of Paige and the,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like we've talked about before, the whenever they want. Yeah. To, to crown him, it's going to be huge. You know what I mean? Like it's a, he's wildly popular, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't know that at this point they could really screw it up. So, yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Um, one of my least favorite people, Conan is uh here <laughs> quick, to have before, a face Bef- yes. oh,
0: wait, um so the, before the conan thing there was a segment with uh, the young bucks giving a promo whatever it's the young bucks promo it's fine but mm-hmm. the thing that made me laugh about this was the brandon cutler cutting in and then like not being completely shut down and then celebrating behind them for not being like slapped down for <laughs> saying something that made me laugh
1: good for brandon cutler yeah um so conan and Tolly blanchard are in the ring having a face off uh, you know, Tully had compared these two teams. Conan says they're nothing alike. Talks about them being from North Carolina and brings up racial profiling. And I just didn't see the need for all this. But anyways, he gets all that out. Basically, talks about how racist the entire state of North Carolina is before he's done, <laughs> uh, which seems a little unfair. Yeah, uh,
0: there's, there's some good spots, I guess. <laughs> right. Tully
1: shows us pride and powerful that have been laid out backstage by FTR.
0: After conan invites them to the ring and and then just totally believes that suddenly pride and powerful are are the same height and also shorter than conan
1: (laughs) this is true listen no one said conan's eyesight was maybe what it used to be um true also conan doesn't know
0: that that walmart eliminated greeters years ago man like that they don't they aren't hiring any greeters that's that that was factually incorrect
1: No. no i'm gonna move on yeah um so yeah so they've been laid out ftr attack conan we get a spike pile driver uh you know whatever it's good stuff i hope
0: conan's doing all right because dude that that hernia thing he's got on his stomach looked awful after that spike pile driver like i couldn't stop looking at it when they kept taking shots and it was like sticking out of the shirt yeah
1: it's kind of like yeah no you're not wrong i hope he's all right (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah absolutely so um I'd imagine we'll see him back at some point. I don't know. I heard people saying like that was maybe probably it for Conan, but I'm like, ah, eh. seems like he would get some kind of retribution down the line, at least managing these guys against FTR. So
0: maybe, or just, you know, during a match, he'll end up in the front row or something and they'll bring him over. He can punch Tully or something.
1: All right. I mean, he's got to attach himself at the hip to somebody that's really doing well, <laughs> like he's been doing for 20 yeah, years. Exactly. Hey, Pentagon and Phoenix, you guys need any represent? No, no Conan. No, we're good. We're good. Um, what so outcomes yes
0: what did you think like what the fuck was up with vicky halfway interrupting something and then just leaving Like, i didn't watch there's part of the show that i skipped i don't know if maybe well, they came back and did anything but if not i don't understand why they did that
1: i took this because first of all and someone made the point too and i don't necessarily want to see this either but i'd much rather andrade be with like conan than vicky guerrero because <laughs> this is not good for anybody yeah vicky comes out does her excuse me gimmick this is after Dante Martin. Yeah. The top in the play, middle of entrances. Right. Well, I think we're setting up, I think Seidel and Andrade. Probably. Oh, okay. So Andrade's brought out, introduced, and before he can really say much of anything, the music of Matt and Mike Sidell plays, and they just kind of casually walk by Vicky and Andrade <laughs> and uh, go to the ring. And then so, yeah, Vicky I mean,
0: and Andrade go, okay, I guess we're done talking. Yeah. And they just leave. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they just leave. Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> um, but it was followed by a great match. Matt Seidel mm. getting the win over Dante Martin. So
0: I was impressed with Dante Martin. I, I, you know, obviously we've not seen a ton of him so far, but this, this well, because was his fun partner got hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: the, so yeah, no solid stuff there. Um, oh boy, listen, I, I love Paul. the kid. Jungle Boy cuts a monotone promo.
0: Like <laughs> I missed, I missed you, the promos. You're it was fighting like, for the. Sorry, I I hit that point in the show and I just started like jumping ahead because I was trying to make sure I got in the the main event. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, that's that's not good.
1: He just I mean, it's just it's not even like his fault. It's something that will probably come along with time, but it's just very, you know, dead eyes kind of. I mean, it's like, where's the fire? Like, you are fighting Maybe, for the world
0: title tonight. probably I'm guessing that this is him trying to be like, I'm dead serious about this. Like, this is taking it, it super was. seriously. But, at the, but yeah. yeah, probably just because he's still not super so. used to doing that, it, it came right. off as just but bored. But things got a lot better
1: because somebody that's great at this kind of stuff, Christian Cage walks up oh, yeah. and talks to Jungle Boy and tells him not to listen to Kenny. You know, Kenny knows that you're a legit threat, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, just gave him a pep talk and walked away. So. Nice. All so this stuff there from Christian every week with this. I don't even know what. Inner, I don't know. Inner Circle and Pinnacle just started fighting they, backstage.
0: Yeah, they started fighting. I that was one of those things where I started. I, I started scrubbing through, and then I, I was like, "All right, um, does anybody pick up a microphone?" Okay, Sammy does, and I cut to right then, and I was ah, like, "Sammy, okay, but I could do with less hyperbole in wrestling right now. I don't need yes. everybody saying they're the best ever. Less hyperbole and less
1: swearing." I just thought it came across as like I didn't even I'm going to get some swearing. Honestly, I'm going to get some swear words. And now he called MJF a bitch and an asshole. Oh, okay, said they'll fight Wednesday. Like I don't. know. I, I liked the Sammy portion of this. That was good. I'm just. I'm about done with all of this Pinnacle yeah. Inner Circle stuff. Well,
0: I just think speaking of the, like the hyperbole thing in my note, I, I just I was like, just you know, say you know right now I'm at the I'm at my peak or something. You don't have to say you're the best ever every time. Just like there's other right. ways to talk about being good or at least better than the other person you're talking about.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're not wrong about that at all. And that's just on the bribe with youth and maybe these guys not getting a lot of direction and they're all just kind of falling to that, you know, crutch a little bit, so.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky beat Bear Country. Solid match up there. Nice. Uh, Post-match, Ethan Page challenged Darby to a casket match. Oh, okay. He doesn't want to just pin him. He wants to bury him in the ground. So I'm sure we're going to get like a grainy black and white video in response of like darby living in a casket or something
0: i've been sleeping in this for for weeks i don't know what you're talking about okay yeah yeah so i'm sure it'll be fine our
1: women's match of the week chris statlander beat bunny uh this match you might have seen some talk because it had a scary ending oh really pile driver from statlander on bunny but it was one of those like you kind of end up sitting on her like, you have their legs underneath your arms kind of a deal. Oh, and so like she was doing the, kind
0: of the, like, the Trent style. Yes, exactly. Or whatever. The Trent, Squishy exactly. Or whatever.
1: Who just had neck fusion surgery?
0: It's like oh, did he Trent. Really?
1: I didn't know that. I mean, that dude's gotta be... I mean, how many bumps that guy got left? I mean, oh, Jesus, man. Shit.
0: I mean, he? how many years did he take off his career just in New Japan, though? Like, he was oh, jumping onto the Lord. ground multiple times.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, but yes, it was exactly like the Trent one. But, dude, no tuck. Ooh. Like straight down on the top of bunny's head like a spike and uh yeah it was one of those like everyone was a little awkward you could tell chris was a little bit weird Uh and then like maybe didn't even really know if it was like a cell or what because like aubrey got the fuck out of the ring with bunny and like doc samson oh doc samson came to the ring immediately okay and like they got bunny like off to the side because Statlander like stands up and has like a confused look on her face like is anyone gonna raise my arm and then like okay and Orange got in the ring, and like they had a funny little thing where he like kind of propped her arm up a, a little bit. So, <laughs> but I don't think she did. I don't. Obviously, I don't think she probably knew like the extent of the injury. I I believe she's fine. They were just kind of you know scared at the moment.
0: Goodness, yeah. Hopefully, she's what it right.
1: looked like. So, anyways, the Hardy family then attacked Orange post match, who <laughs> apparently has no best friends left because he they just literally beat the shit out of Orange Cassidy. Oh really? Evans, Evans, and Helico and the blade—they um, took the brass knucks out of Orange's pocket and used it on him. Like held his arms and so punched is, like, him. With brass knuckles.
0: Is the idea that like Chuck is at Trent's side after his surgery or something? Is that?
1: Or he's still crying about the 76ers losing? I, I don't know. It's it seems it it wasn't mentioned. It was hmm. just like
0: okay.
1: Because I don't even think they brought up Trent's neck thing. Well, I don't remember if they did or not. But yeah, they just Orange got beat up and nobody hmm. cared. So I guess that's how he gets treated now. Gotcha. Um, title match. I was really nervous when they were like, and we don't care how long this match goes. Because I was like, well, I do. Because my <laughs> recording cuts off at the stroke of fucking 10 o'clock, guys. So if you don't mind, um, wrap this thing up. But yeah. Outstanding match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega's top of his game. Jungle Boy is you know, obviously one of the real success stories in this company. Um, I couldn't have agreed more with Jim Ross when he just simply said the sentence marco stunt doesn't need to be here <laughs> I, I agree jim i agree oh like like he said that before like before they got kicked out like they were about yeah like he was just being like a little a turd yes and jim just like it was your you know your mic was on because it almost didn't sound like he, <laughs> just sounded like he literally was just like marco stunt doesn't need to be here oh. like just but yeah then everybody got kicked out so
0: no i thought you know they did a good job with that stuff um i liked when the good brothers did end up coming out that not Mm -hmm. only did the you know jurassic express guys but the elite hunter jumping out of the crowd and and attacking
1: dude i wish it had just been kaz like yes it's it looks so cool now when he just like jumps out from like the side of whatever the (laughs) shot is and just starts attacking people like oh i think he could have handled those two could you imagine Um, i mean.
0: I just imagine now, like Yoshi in Japan, like watching this and be like, "Why couldn't we have done that with me? <laughs> like, why, why was I not allowed to actually hunt these guys?"
1: Yeah, never got to come to fruition. I didn't love Omega's first bump being for the ref in this match. That was
0: that's that's one of those things where it's like, eh. I mean, I mean, it's like, what what are you doing the flare stick for? Yeah, what are you doing the flare
1: stick for? Like, come like, on, man! I,
0: you know he's been kind of you know wild or whatever, but yeah, he right. was losing his mind. I guess maybe he's off balance, but yeah, it was a like he he went he went down pretty hard, pretty quick.
1: Getting yeah, getting shoved and taking a back bump from Paul Turner, I thought was a little bit <laughs> unnecessary. But anyways, then the wrestling match started, um, and it was you know it was great.
0: I love how much they have been able to build up that submission move for Jungle Boy. Because, like, as soon as he hit that, that crowd knew as soon as he stepped through the leg, before he even got the arm around, they're like, this could end this match because of what they've done so far.
1: It doesn't always work to the best of results, but that's one thing WWE got very consistent about. Like, now I don't know if they're asking, but like, everybody has a submission hold. Oh, yeah. Everybody has, like, a recognized, you could win this match, submission hold. You know, even Cesaro with like the sharpshooter, he doesn't win a lot of matches. But when he goes to it it's like, well, you know, the crowd mm-hmm. gets up for it. So.
0: Oh yeah, no, they I I just think they've done a great job of building this Jungle Boy character so far and and like oh. especially that that maneuver.
1: Absolutely. But Omega is the best in the world for a reason, the one-winged angel. Well, got the job done.
0: As I was watching this, I just I started to think like there's there's you, you for anyone to beat him as far as an underdog goes, like unless it's someone else coming in that's at that level like if Mm -hmm. adam page ends up being the person to finally do it whatever Mm -hmm. but i feel like for any of these underdogs if they were going to have an underdog win and beat him you have to have them avoid at least 80 percent of his v triggers because once he hits like five of those how are you expected to even (laughs) (laughs) it's it's such a devastating looking move every time
1: dude when he power bombed him and then hit that like running v trigger i I was like that's it like that's gotta be it (laughs) Because again, and I don't remember because I think these guys had a one-on-one eliminator match or something. One of those things where like mm-hmm. if Jungle Boy beat him, he got a title match but he didn't. And oh, so okay. I could have swore they had, they've had they had the singles match before because I almost would have liked to have seen the one-winged angel saved. Like, oh,
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Come back. You can do this match again and have him beat him, you know, with the one-winged angel because you could have done six fucking V-triggers in a row
2: mm-hmm. like he did
1: to Mox or something you know, in oh, this yeah. one. You know. But either way, it was awesome. Great match. You know, Everybody came away looking good at the end. Uh, Jungle Boys jumped post match, kind of by the Good Brothers and the Matt Hardy family, because they're like really well pushing these guys up the card. Christian
0: now all save made the save, and then the Matt Hardy family. Right, arrived. and then
1: Matt Hardy family came out and they laid Christian out. Which and then
0: I did yeah. notice Matt Hardy has got his purple suit on. Okay, whatever. That's kind of the Dark Orders color, but. Also, Jungle Boy's wearing purple, I noticed at that point. I was like, ev- not everyone gets to wear purple, guys.
1: <laughs> They're slowly going to phase the, the dark word around and just let everyone wear purple.
0: NXT moved to, like, all black and yellow, and this company's yep. going to move to all purple.
1: <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, and then Christian was even hit with a double superkick from the Young Bucks, who have inserted themselves into this situation. So
0: It's just kind of funny, also, the way that, like, you know, they it didn't seem like they were designing it so that Matt Hardy would still be on the side of the elite once they've all changed sides, but they just find themselves all as heels again. And so, yeah, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and maybe we'll get like a Christian and Jungle Boy
1: tag team, you know, against the Bucks or something. Do I do something know. like that. They seem to be getting pretty buddy-buddy. Uh, and then one last thing, just because this stuff drives me crazy, Eddie Kingston did like a post-show, let's talk about how... Shitty the WWE is thing to the crowd. <laughs> and like, I know that like a lot of people out there, like, you're kind of yeah. just like, eh, it's just Eddie. Yeah. But at the same time, man, that kind of shit, because those guys are the same ones that'll complain about that shit sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, the wrestlers and the performers, like, you know, don't stoke the fires. Don't pit uh, one against the other. Mm-hmm. Don't compare this to that. Was and it, then they go and they do that kind of shit. You was know? he
0: like responding to the, like the releases and shit? Is that b- kind of why he was saying it, or what was the like gist of it? Because I didn't see any of this. I just saw him just tweet just kind of felt mad. like a.
1: It felt like any of anybody out there that's been to an independent wrestling show that Eddie Kingston was on, you'd get these sometimes. Like oh, Eddie okay. just wants to go to the ring and be Eddie and just talk. You know, <laughs> talk shit, and that's what he did. And um. You know that, and then coupled with you had Jericho posting the thing about uh, you know Shotzi. He didn't say her by name, but he was mad about people making fun of the bump off the top of the cage. Oh, and Shotzi yeah. was someone that like did a gift and you know, all things like mentioned. You know, and she'll be begging me for a job in six months to work here probably after she gets released from that. You know, just oh, just goodness. that kind of shit where it's like it's maybe it doesn't seem like much, but I just there's no reason for people to be fighting with each other about these companies yeah like you can watch both you can watch neither you can watch one you don't have to watch the other mm-hmm. but there's no reason to like bitch and fight with each other about the company so i just i don't because you know what and i it would be punching down and you don't have to like it but that's the truth i don't see seth rollins or roman reigns cutting a promo to a crowd about aew sucking or them being the minor <laughs> leagues or that yeah you know what i mean like and if they did oh god almighty the like explosion on the Mm -hmm. internet people would have about how dare they talk about that them like that so yeah let's just stop you know
0: (laughs) now yeah that's why i was asking about like with the eddie with like if it was like almost in response to the releases of like one of those guys was a really good friend i could understand wanting to like say something i don't remember
1: it being like, that specific, you like, know, like
0: Eddie and Tony Nice are super tight or something. Like, <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah, nah, yeah. No, nah, I just, I get it. That crowd gets you hyped. You know, mm-hmm. you want to go out there and it's our team against their team, but it's like, you know, I, I mean, I Paul Heyman
0: know. made a living off of it for like five oh, years. Oh, hell PCW, yeah, he did. So like, it it, it yeah. works. It works with the crowd, sure. and so that's why they keep doing it. I think. Sure. So, but
1: yeah. Not you know, not a big deal, but just one of those things where it's like, guys, no, like just, just not.
0: <laughs> yeah, because all I saw anyway. was today a tweet from Eddie Kingston. It was like just an image thing, just saying, like, you mad, and that was it. And I was like, what what happened? <laughs> well, like, no, that's, that's what go.
1: he's talking about. Gotcha. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. All right. Let me save that. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday,
2: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Comes
0: That's again. right, Hulk. You can listen Sunday, to the Golden Monday, Age of Tuesday, Grappling Wednesday, podcast any day Wednesday, of the week. But if you're looking for new episodes, Thursday, you can Friday, check out our website, goldenagepodcast.com, or look for us on Monday, iTunes. Tuesday, new episodes Wednesday, releasing every... Oh,
2: shut up, you fat! boy oh, ain't it, Friday, old. Saturday, Sunday comes again. You motherfuckers! Is my daughter in there? Is she in there? Hey! Is she in there? Hey, hey, take it easy! That's the father! Hey, take it easy! Is my daughter in there? Motherfucker! Is that my daughter in there? Look at my eyes! Is she in there? get off, my son! Is that my daughter in there? Is that my daughter in there? No! 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 Ah! No! Ah!